Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you guys. I'm so excited for you to hear this bonkers episode. Just a reminder, if you're like, hey, I want more, will you accept this rose? The world is on fire. I need a nice distraction. You can always join our Patreon, uh, where we drop up to four episodes, sometimes more up to six, a minimum of four episodes a month bonus. Right now we're doing Bachelorette New Zealand, which is incredible. There's two bachelorettes. There's a chocolatier stripper dad that's on it who's kind of bonkers. There's a mole in the house. But if you uh, join, you can literally listen to anything on there. We've done Love is Blind. We've done Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise Australia. It's incredible. So you can join now. And we're going to start putting video of the podcast that we record on there. We don't have the capacity to do it this week because Anna is on the road and she doesn't have the Wi-Fi capabilities. But starting next week, we're going to start putting up the video. If you want to watch us record the episode, you can see it on Patreon. Okay, I'm going to let you get to the main show. Okay, bye. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Somebody is so horny in the desert. I don't think I've ever seen a hornier person or somebody hiding a giant roll of coins in their capri pants more than I saw last night. Thank you, ABC. I needed to see a woman grinded against the wall in heat with a man wearing pedal pushers. Did it again, ABC. Sophomore porn, and I'm here for it. I mean, I think there literally never has a more horny, horny, horny uh, Wednesday happen. It is legit hump day. I'm going to nominate Claire as the horniest bachelorette, and I applaud her. My name is Arda Marine. I am coming to you from my bougie garage in Los Angeles, California. And when I say we have a lineup, 
I am not even joking. I handcraft my lineup. Like this is truly, I piece together like the world's weirdest birthday party, like the world's just the, the, the world's tiniest cult. And I'm like, who do I want to be in this cult today? And I can't believe it. We've got a new member in Nexium. We've got a new person getting their sash. <laughs> okay. I'm going to wait to introduce this person. I'm going to start out. When I have a secretary of state in the house, you think I'm not going to introduce the secretary of state, a person with a perfectly symmetrical face. You know her from criminal minds. You know her as my best friend. You know her as from another period. You know her as um, just the woman of like the person that Erin Foley can't sit across because her face is too symmetrical. We love her. We have missed her in the pandemic and she is back. Ladies and gentlemen, Paget Brewster. Hello. 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 I mean, Paget, we've missed you. It's so nice to see you. You were the last people I saw before lockdown. Me too. Me too. This is it. And I've been very socially distanced. I'm going to say you're the last people I hugged. That could be. I think that might be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that you've been waiting years for like to be in lockdown and, and you would be on my list of somebody if I had to, if I had to be indoors with, I know I could trust you. I know you're not giving me COVID if I had to. True, true. Ahead. I know, I know been, you've been prepared. We've both been prepared and paranoid. We've been, our paranoia has worked for us in 2020. Yeah. It's paid off this year. Finally. Basically, 2020, Paget and I knew it. <laughs> we knew it. We talked about it. You know what? This is both a prepper podcast and a bachelor podcast. <laughs> also with us is a gentleman that you guys have fallen so in love with this year. I mean, this is a man who I've ruined his life. When I saw him last year at my holiday party and I was like, do you watch The Bachelorette? And he was like, no. And I'm like, well, you do now. You're going to be the rookie of 2020. Not only This man did not know what he was getting into. He didn't know a global pandemic was coming, that he was going to watch Peter Pilot and his mom, Barb, and then go deep diving on Listen to Your Heart, watch Juan Pablo season, do a bunch of goats. He's not seen a normal season yet, and he's not watching one now. You know him from iCarly. You know him from Drake and Josh. You definitely do not know him from the CMT show that we were on together, Still the King. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Trainer. Yes. Um, and I know you're ready and raring to go. And I know I'm ready to go. A, you know, did you're not you a fan ruin of Claire. my life. Yes, you did. I did. <laughs> I, I ruined it. I've ruined it. For the better. With a man, there's a person today. Now, the reason I put Paget is friends with this person. Jerry is just meeting this person. Jerry is the rookie of the year. We now have a person who's asked to be the rookie of the season. And I thought mm. he might need some guidance. This is a gentleman I have known for years. I, he tickles my funny bone like no other. There is nobody like him. I remember talking about the first season of Survivor with him on Fairfax Avenue outside of Largo years ago. And I remember like, I was like, oh my God, you like it? I like it too. And like, I can't believe it's taken this long to do a pop culture, like a specific trash pop culture thing with him. He hosts Doug Loves Movies. He hosts Getting Doug With High. He's a brilliant comedian. He's my friend. I love him. Ladies and gentlemen, the rookie of the Bachelorette season, Mr. Douglas Benson. Wow. Doug. (laughs) 
you don't have to be so formal with the Douglas. You can just call me Big Doug. <laughs> Big Doug, Big D. Big D. We're also here with our, our producers, our family members, Tana and Katie. How are you all? Feeling Doug, good. Doug, now you have watched The Bachelor in the past, but it's been many years and you were interested to watch this pandemic season. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, the the promos really got me uh, hooked. And then, you know, it was a one-two punch of, uh, oh, this looks like an interesting season. And then my friend Arden said, will you be uh, the, the rookie. rookie of the season? And how can I say no to that? I mean, we've been Anytime waiting. somebody says, hey, you have to watch something and then come talk to me about it. I love that kind of assignment. Me too. Me too. <laughs> it's you know? like the- it's the only time in my life I feel alive and that I'm using my full potential. <laughs> and the and sad then, thing yeah, is you all know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> this has been the weirdest season. I don't ever recall seeing an episode of the show in the past where they're teasing shit that happens like four or five episodes from now. It is truly, I mean, I have to say... It is not disappointing as far as pandemic television goes. It's, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 because it's batshit. So here's what I want to say. So far now, you guys haven't done the podcast this season. Katie's not a fan. I don't want to go on a road trip with Claire. I mean, she is absolutely batshit. But here's my pitch of why she's fun TV. And you know what? It feels like the right amount of Claire. Give me four episodes of this batshit. This is the first Bachelorette we have had in years that is not here for Instagram followers. And she is so cray-cray. She wants her husband so badly and has no game about, like, playing the game that it's fascinating to watch this person not be able to get out of her own way. And I've never seen a hornier person who has no game. And it's, it's, it is, I'm here for this weird season. And then the tag team to Tasha. that's why I've been enjoying it again. I don't need to be a roommate, but I, okay. Overall, just overall up till now, before we get into this episode, Paget, how have you felt about Claire as a bachelorette in this season so far? Um, I think she's a head case. Yeah. I do appreciate that she's older. Yep. Um, and she, she is actually saying things. It doesn't feel like she's produced into these same sentences we hear from the same 20 year old people over and over again. Um, but it also, she, in this episode, she just decides that she's not going to follow the rules and that's a little psychotic. It's a little narcissistic. And so I'm concerned for her mental health. Yeah. But there are things about her that I deeply appreciate. Okay. Overall, so far, Doug, so far up to this point, how have you felt about Claire and the season? (laughs) I mean, it really helps me to like Claire that I can't stand any of the guys. Okay. 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 (laughs) At least she's a woman. She's got that going for her compared (laughs) to all those dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she's really uh, she's really playing it her own way. <laughs> Imagine, Doug, if you had to date Claire. Imagine the combo of you and Claire. That would be incredible. I just don't know if I can handle having to. She never gives a man two seconds before she's disappointed in them yeah. for not doing something quickly enough. <laughs> okay. All right. Guard and protect our heart. Jerry, let's hear it. I, All right. I, you have text you gotta give me a second this is gonna be a little bit of a walk but a couple things because yes you're right that she's great tv yes she's great tv 
She's a great bachelorette. It doesn't mean you need to want to go on a road trip with her. Right. And I don't want to just hate on her because I actually have a real issue. I, I like had trouble going to sleep last night because I, I, I don't want to get on the podcast and just be a hater and just like shit on her because I don't like doing that. And so I was like doing this mental hopscotch of, okay, all right, she's, these are awful people behaving badly, but that could be the fact that they're quarantined. This is COVID. This is the producer setting them up to fail and editing them a certain way. But ultimately at the end of the day, these are people that know what they're getting into yep, and know that it's out of their control. And so anything I say from here on out, I'm critiquing the character that's being portrayed on this show. I don't I know, Claire. That. I, I don't that. know these dudes. Okay. But Claire <laughs> is the worst. I was expecting new I was expecting new Claire after you you forced me <laughs> yeah, I did. to watch Juan Pablo's season and I, know, I didn't I did. like her then. No, I know. You, you hated I had her. I felt sympathy for her, you know, at the end and her little empowered moment of like I wouldn't want my kids and then she like re whatever I I didn't like her and now I can't I can't even deal with it okay all right so we're all see now we know where we're coming from that's where we're coming from. all right so I'm gonna break it down into a few parts because I felt like we had a few Claire's okay so there's the Yosef like the worst fucking piece of shit dude and like I a lot of sympathy for Claire we have the now she's actually kind of disrespecting the guys and is literally dry humping on a group date. So we've got that. So there's different Claire's. Okay. So there's that. And then we have also coming up the incident in the Zach, the pool, the date, just all of that. So we're going to start out just to reset. We're just starting out and it's starting out with the Yosef. Okay. So we're here. We are. The guys are having a, it seems to be the beginning of a rose ceremony and the guys are appreciating that she checked them last week. They're like, you know what? I like that she stood up and she was like, I need, you know, it makes us have to work for it, but not Yosef. Yosef, he's like, I was so excited that she was the oldest bachelorette. She's supposed to be mature, but that dodgeball game was a real red flag. It was raunchy. It was raunchy humor. It was classless. Being a father... It was the maturity level. I would never date. Now, Anna, can you please fill in Doug, Jerry, and Paget if they do not know and our listeners of what came up on the internet this week about Yosef? Can you just oh. fill in? Oh, what? no. Oh, I, don't, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here comes Anna. This, uh, this woman came out and <laughs> her name was like Carly Hammond. I don't know if she's like an influencer or something, but he basically was just um, DMing her. Um, the whole romantic romantic yes yes like we're gonna have like they're talking about their future and what kind of kid whatever what they named their kids all that kind of bullshit and they were gonna go meet up in person they met up in like virginia beach wait didn't this come up on the show no this was after this is after he got he left the show okay one guy tried to rat him out to claire that he was dming other women but that was a separate incident so we yeah, don't know. after he came back, he tried to hook up. Yeah, he tried to hook up with this girl, and then it turned out she figured out that he was sending the same DMs to a bunch of girls. And, and then uh, he he sent her. So he didn't. She went to go. They met. She got like a hotel room, and they went to go meet up. But she wasn't staying with him. Like they had dinner, and then she was supposed to go see him that night. And he n- never answered the door. He said that he fell asleep, but his car wasn't there. And then he. 
And then he Snapchatted her a video of him jerking off to another woman saying how he okay. wanted to have sex with her. And then he immediately deleted her as a, fr- it was like, but it was supposed to be to the other woman. He sent it to the wrong person. Oh, <laughs> I like this guy's style. All right. So and he's he a piece of shit. And then he, he blocked, blocked her. her. He but blocked that, her. now he's viewing all her stories from his dog's Instagram account. He has a dog Instagram account that he's still following this woman. So he's a total piece of shit. Just this guy is trash. Okay. Just so you know what you're dealing with. Wow. Doug, okay. thoughts. You look delighted, Doug. I don't like Arden. I don't want you to speak for all of us. <laughs> Remember when he had that meltdown over someone saying we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't yeah. speak for me. I hated that guy from jump. Question. So, yes. Do we know the age of his daughter? Well, he's 31. We don't know the age of his daughter. Mm. And somebody tweeted us. It's like, you know, like, I wonder if he even has custody or not. Like, like, why is he able to go on for three months? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good point. So, so he's like. I've been timid and I've been bottling stuff up, but I'm not going to back down from anyone, including the bachelorette. So then he goes and pulls her aside um, and he goes and he pulls her aside from Jordan, who I want to restyle, who's a cute guy with terrible glasses and a bad haircut. I want to just give him a redo. Cute, nice guy needs he needs to get away from like the Google frames, like the Apple glasses. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes, he goes, he goes, I want to be open and honest. It was a real red flag. That when you came over and you said, you guys are here for me, you're here for us too. I have sacrificed a lot to be here. And then she goes, yeah, me too. My mom is dying. And he's like, ah, da, 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 da. enough. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, do not interrupt me. Yeah, excuse me. You will not interrupt yourself. <sighs> I don't care about your dying mom. I was appalled. I've been bugging. I've been bugging for three days. So disrespectful. Group date, naked guys, dodgeball. This is humiliating and degrading. It's silly and it's immature. It's guys are appeasing you. Not in a million years would I be caught dead. I was so appalled. It was classless. You expected more. I expected more from the oldest bachelorette that has ever been. You are not setting the right example for my daughter. I am ashamed to be associated with you. I can't believe I like, I sacrificed so much to be here. I am appalled. And then, and then she was like, okay, well, I've heard you out for 48 minutes. And then, and he was like, do not stop me. And she was like, and she was like, well, I've listened to you for an hour. And then she said, never in a million years did I think I would have to utter these words ever again. Do not ever talk to me like that again. And never again did I think I would have to tell any man that I would never want them to be the father of my child. I would never want my children to have a father like you. Get out of here. And he goes, believe me, you are not fit to be the mother of my child. Get out of here. You're completely classless, Claire. I expected more from the oldest bachelorette in history. Remember, you're almost 40. Paget Brewster, take it away. <laughs> I wrote all of that out like a psychopath. I was, that's my first question. Do you have a transcriber on your computer or do you actually rewind and write this down sentence by sentence? I write the whole thing down sentence by sentence. You're psychotic. I'm psychotic. Um, Here's the thing. I was impressed that she listened. She listened all the way through. I was impressed that she didn't flip a gasket when she started to say that, yeah, my mom's dying. And he like, oh, that was, 
I don't know if I would have been that cool. I wouldn't have handled that that well. I would have just stood up and said, get the fuck out of here. I'm never dating you. You're a piece of crap. And I feel bad for your daughter. That's the first thing I would have said. I wouldn't have let him even get five sentences in. So I was deeply impressed by that. I thought she handled it well. He's, he's a creep. He's awful. He's a real creep. Like he's a bad guy. She handled that beautifully. Really? I really did. You know what? We got to give props where props are due. I agree with you. I thought she. I thought she was a lady. I would have been equally as upset. I was it was. Impressed. It was assaulting verbally. He's yes. awful. Awful. All right, Jerry. Can I ask you guys a question? Do you think they, the two of them, Claire and Yosef, would have amazing sex? No. Okay. Here's the thing. He's awful. <laughs> He's, He's awful. The worst. This was a situation where I was like, oh, this is like Game of Thrones. It's like all of a sudden the villain, I'm rooting for the villain. And now Yosef is the worst. This is a situation where he is right in his instinct, but he does not know how to express himself in a proper manner. I don't think he's right in his instinct. Cause well, be we'll get why? Cause I feel like this show is what it is. The producers clearly set that up. Like, no, 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 like, but he's allowed to have his opinion about that. Know. He can go, Paget, wow, Paget. I feel that's. It, it doesn't seem like the, even if the producers set it up, she just relished it too much. And I honestly thought if women were asked to do what men were asked to do on that date, people would, would, would go after ABC. It was, it was, I, I, I feel that that was harassing. And to tell them that they have to get naked, I but thought it was really bad. Keep, she said you can keep your shorts on. She's told them they can keep their shorts on. Well, that's why I think and, in that moment when a couple of the guys just pulled their underwear off, they were like, oh, you want to see my wang? Here's yeah. my wang. Doug Benson, Doug Benson. <laughs> now, one guy left his shorts on, I think, the whole time. Yeah. That, she said, that, she that, said that, up top you can leave back them back at him like, oh, that guy's such a prude. Yeah. You know? But there's something to the fact that you know you have cameras on you and you have to perform. There's a peer pressure there that is implicit. Of course. I do feel for Claire a little bit as I feel like I am the equivalent of like an easy mark for a cult. I think I'm an easy mark for a producer that they would be like, no, no, it's just fun. It's fun. Like I fear that I could get talked into being like, I don't know. And then them saying, no, no, it's like, it's just silly, you know, like, cause they've always done those naked photo shoots where they'll hand the woman, like, here's your costume. It's a leaf. You figure out where you want to put it. Like, but they do that. But that's also, that is essentially a cult environment. You yeah. are away from your friends and family and yeah. other coworkers. You can't speak to anybody. They're probably eating a lot of high starch foods and they're trapped. <laughs> high they're starch foods part of it. They're party. talked into things. It doesn't make it okay that they put those guys in that position. No, that made it, me uncomfortable. It, it, it felt very dated. I, I was shocked. It felt very dated. And I blame the producers and that Tana, what did you think of Yosef talking to Claire? Um, I think, I mean, not to like diagnose him, um, but I think he's like a narcissist. I, I don't know what was going on. Interrupting her after being like, my mom was dying. I was like, and that's the real red flag. He's a monster. He sh- she should have been like, and that's enough. Next, like, get out of there. No, he's truly one of the worst villains they've ever had. But she knows the game enough to know she needs to let him keep talking. Right. That's why it's so confusing when she decides the rules don't apply to her and she's just going to 
oh, we're not going to have a date or we're not going to do that. It's bizarre. So there's two narcissists there, which maybe, maybe Jerry's right. They might have outstanding sex. <laughs> Doug, maybe. what do you think? Do you think they would have good sex, Doug? Uh, I say maybe to that, but I also say that he's, you know, uh, such a hypocrite because, you know, he clearly like works out a lot and is proud of his body and that she got to see all those other guys and he didn't, you know, get to at least take his shirt off in front of her because he's shirtless in one scene on the show. Like he's standing around like ironing a shirt with no shirt on. <laughs> so he's already open to the idea of taking his clothes off for the camera. And he's sending videos of himself jerking off to women like that. He doesn't <laughs> know. And like, I think quite honestly, he knows he's not going to win and his ego is so fragile that he thought maybe I can get airtime and make it to paradise. I'll be the bad guy and mm-hmm. I'll protect myself. Like I reject you before you reject me. Cause it's so clear that, she just wants Dale. I, I love Harry. that the other dudes sort of goaded him into doing it. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You speak your mind. Are you going to tell her this stuff? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to tell her. I'll tell, I, I won't bottle it up. I've yes. done that before. And they're like, yes. yeah, you're going to tell her. Riley, stuff, Riley. Right? We like Riley, but Riley. Katie, what did you think of all this? So <sighs> I thought Yosef had a point. Because obviously it was messed up. I think the way he went about it was completely wrong. I think he was a dick. I think he is a dick from everything we know about him. But I mean, I do think he had a point. I thought it was really fucked up that she had them do that. And I do think it was a lot of Claire's idea. She could have said, no, don't have them get naked. That's not fair to them. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, but I, yeah, I thought I thought he was a dick. I really didn't like the way that when she mentioned her mom, he's like, I'm oh. speaking. I thought that was just like so and keep, dumb and rude. bringing up her age. Yeah. Almost 40. It was just. Yeah, and then his little tantrum, his tantrum afterwards, too, isn't good, but... Jerry. I just want to clarify, of the two of them in this scene, he is far and away the bad guy. He he was so overblown and so arrogant and so condescending. And shaming. Yes. That that was the interesting thing to me, is that you can be, you can... Had he been able to express himself in a, in a mature, like balanced manner of like, yeah, I didn't like that you chastised us and I didn't right. like that you exploited the dudes. That would have made me uncomfortable. I just need you to know that. Like, how do you feel about that? Right. I feel like in every scene with Claire and someone else, nobody's asking, hey, how do you see it? Like, it's all just my own. I'm just going to spout off what I think. Nobody's trying to come together. No, no, I think that's accurate. That and then is, he, that's a good observation. When they get alone with her, they have a real like, they feel like this is the only chance I have to get her to marry me. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I have yeah. to really work hard. And right now, like none of them can just be chill. Or if they do decide to be chill, then she snaps because why are you so chill? Yeah. Yeah. So she says, so she's sick. She's like, she was like, this is sick. I didn't even do that. Um, And then Riley's upset. He goes, this is what he does. Talk to a woman like that. I don't even care what it was. I like Riley very much. And then she's upset. She's shaking on the side to say I'm the world's oldest bachelorette. Guess what? This was a good line. I am the oldest bachelorette that is 39 that is standing here that is single because I didn't settle for men like that. And then as somebody tweeted us, they said, 
producer's like, okay, Q Dale, Q Dale, <laughs> Q Dale, Q Dale. And then there in swoops Dale in his Capri pants. And he's holding her. And she's like, he was so mean. He's like, I'm so sorry. Don't let that bother you. He's like, he was such a dick. He's like, you know what? You don't, You know what you don't want to marry in a man. Who You know who you don't want to spend your time with. She's like, she said that everybody's just here appeasing me. And he was so smooth. And he said, I'm just here appeasing you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it. She says, yeah. And then he goes, I am just here to please you. And then he goes, I am here. I am, I am here. I'm folding her in his arms. And no, no matter what, she's like, literally, all I ever wanted was a man like Dale who will come over and protect me. I just wanted so much more in my life. And uh, I mean, truly, they almost set it up if they were like, all right, we're sick of Claire. Let's get cute. Let's get Tasha quarantined. Let's get her in for 14. Let's get her in like a day's in for 14 days. Like, Having her be so verbally assaulted and then have Dale be like, don't worry about it, baby. I got your back. Done deal. Doug Benson, what did you think in that moment? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he got to get the scoop on that, you know, like because <laughs> any one of those guys would have done pretty much the same thing, yeah. you know, if given the opportunity. And, and she really, really talks that moment up like, you know, he's some sort of amazing hero for doing that. Yeah. You know, and it's this is a lot of pressure on Dale. This is a lot of pressure on Dale. I mean, how panicked would you be? Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Did it, did it, that's, that was a weird edit to Doug's point. It felt like a, a manipulation because when the ship was going down, she was flanked on all sides by all these dudes coming to her yeah. rescue. Yeah. We're like, yo, bro, chill out. And he's like, you're the oldest. You're not fit to me. And they're like, yo, bro, we'll come over there and kill you. <laughs> and then they get out of there. And then it's like, cut. Guys, go back to your rooms. Get Doug or get Dale out here. Get Dale. And then they like, get Doug. And get Dale Doug. just like waltzes in all glistening and shit. And I was like, wait a minute, where are the other dudes that were surrounding her? Why is I, this his moment? They're being I, held back by PAs. I think That's they right. want I think I think they want exactly what is happening. I think they want Tasha, and they're like, okay, like let's just fan this flames and make it I hot. They, fast. I want Tasha. Everybody wants Tasha. Yeah, can we I just think, spend the next hour talking about that pool shot? Because I'm I mean, good. I mean, the pool shot at the end, the Bond, like the Bond girl shot of Tasha. Yes. It's the it's the lady equivalent of um, what's his name, the Bond guy in the bikini, the, the speedo with Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig coming out of the water. It's full like. Here, I mean, the shot, brilliant. Missed opportunity, though. They should have used the Cars song from Fast Times. Yes. Yes. You know, that should have been. They're too cheap to pay for that. Padgett, what did you think of Dale? Right. Do you think at this point they're trying trying to wrap it up and get Tasha in? Because the moment that Dale was the only one there, and you're absolutely right, there were guys around her. At this point, I think they're like, okay, let's just get on with it. And like, let's, it's early enough in the season. We can have another full season and we get Tasha. Padgett, is that, do you think they're doing this on purpose? I, I think, I think very early on, Claire told some producer, this is kind of game over because I've been talking to him. And I think they had to figure out what they were going to do. And they were like, look, you realize we've got all these people. We've, everyone's been in here for 14 days, quarantine people, you're going to give us, you're going to give us four weeks. Right. And, and then I think they realize, oh, we're not even going to make it 
we're not going to make it that far. We're <laughs> going to barely get three episodes. And they, they are ending up getting four episodes out of it. I really yeah. thought, I thought the show was going to be over after the last episode. But yeah, they brought Tasha's in. Tasha's already in. Good, that's right, because she had to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah, Guaranteed, getting room service, no one's seen her. The guys yeah. don't know she's there, but they are producing this so that it's just Claire and Dale leave together. Jerry. Well, this begs a question. Are they going to address in the next episode the, the what we know that Dale and Claire had a relationship pre the show? Did they? Did they? Yes. Did they? Yes, they were texting. I think... I think when we see a preview of you lied to, I'm going to text Lori. I'm going to because, because because if they don't do that, then they're going to lean into the idea that it was really love at first sight that he got out of the limo, they, and that's they just can't BS. get away with it. No, they, they can't get away with it because yeah. she at the end. She, I mean, this may, you can cut this out and we can talk this later. But at the end of the show, after the roast, she walks outside with a producer and says, I can't let them rip on my fiance. I and know. She's crazy. But she's crazy. muted and leaning in saying something. So I think they. Well, she's crazy. I mean, she's a, she's insane. I, I think that, that she would say that regardless <laughs> if they texted before. I mean, she Doug Benson. I don't know if they texted before. I don't know. Oh, wait. The, the guys, the guys in the out. house said they thought they were. Like one of the guys I was like, oh, I, everyone in the house or in the you know our, resort our thinks they were talking. Our historian Lori is saying they did not text. Yeah, but that's because it hasn't come out. But we're saying. I don't believe we're, it. I, they 100% were talking before. They were FaceTiming. I think, so. I think I, she no is way. crazy. I don't think she's a good enough actress. But I, I don't think, think a guy would do that. I think they've think been talking. Is, but he didn't, do, he didn't do anything. He just but said she's not acting. When he first stepped out of the limo and walked up to her, they do their song and dance, hello, hi, hug, and he walks away and she turns to the producer and says, I knew it. I know. I think she's crazy. I think I she knew is. he would be the guy I want. I guarantee. No, no. She didn't say, she said, I knew my husband would be here. I think it's literally that she is, that her. she's a Cinderella princess crazy train, that she has enough damage. Doug Benson, you take the floor. Yeah, she, um, <laughs> uh, was texting with that other guy during quarantine. Yeah, she was texting with that Canadian animal guy. I don't think, I honestly don't think they were texting. I think she's literally that damaged. Katie's dying, but it is what it is. I'm going to go on record. I don't, Lori, our historian who reads every spoiler out there, does not think it was happening. And I'm going to stick, I, you know what? I, it's, look, we don't, nobody knows. Katie thinks they were talking. Jerry thinks they were talking. Tana. Um, no, I just I heard on different podcasts that Rachel Lindsay asked Claire and Claire denies that she spoke to anyone except for that guy who reached out about her. Like, of That's course she's awesome. going to deny it, though. She she can't come out and say it. But like, I'm just saying I'm not the only person that says this. Everyone on Twitter and Reddit thinks the same thing. Sure. The guys in the house say the same thing. When he first got out of the limo, he, he took so long to introduce himself. You know why? Because she knew his fucking name. And Everything. it's like, I mean, sure she a, saw his every, photo. every time they and talk, I'm like, oh, they've a, been speaking forever. I don't every think so. time. She's enough of a tiger beat kind of like Ricky Schroeder River Phoenix is on my wall. I've been looking at, I've been like looking at this photo and he's, he is better than I but thought. Every Harden. conversation they have is like, they're just picking up on an old conversation. Like it's just, he doesn't, he is one sided though. He's like, Oh, okay. Well, I'll see you inside. I need to dig into Arden's thought process here. So you think he got I out think, of the limo. I think she's probably she seen all the bios. By I think him? she's, 
I think she's seen all the bios. I think she's damaged enough that she's like, ooh, who's this guy? Ooh, oh, I like the cut of his jib. And then it's like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. No, I think you're wrong. No. When she said, I knew it, she meant... I've only been texting with him, and I'm afraid when we meet in person, we won't have chemistry. He yes. won't smell like someone that has all the DNA. I need to. Make I don't a- think mm-hmm. she even needs she the texting. I, she said to the producer, "I knew it." Yes, I think she's crazy enough that she doesn't even need the texting. She just needs the photo and the bio. Doug Benson. I mean, if they were already super into each other when he got out of the limo, why does she even like go? She makes out with several dudes after it's been established that she yeah. thinks he's going to be her future husband. Mm-hmm. So is she just double checking to make sure that I don't maybe one of these other guys might be the one. My rebuttal, my rebuttal is that she's <laughs> waited so long to have this spotlight. She's so narcissistic. She would not just give it up. Like, she want like she knew this dude ahead of time. I don't think so. I think she knew mental damage enough and seeing I think it's just like this lady, this nice woman who's all alone in the world, who believes in love, who but be- I met one of the producers years ago before I watched she doesn't she work there anymore. Before I watched this show and she was the woman that would be like on the floor of the limo that they're talking to as they're getting caught and leaving okay so this was a woman who was deep in who doesn't work there anymore who went and produced jersey shore she she said there's like three types of contestants there's like but one of them is the the equivalent of like ashley i like the disney like just the fantasy of my prince is out there you're gonna come in it's prince charming and and the fan it's that fantasy. There are certain people that are just wired like that. And she's I think that I think because she is older and she's not there for Instagram followers and she's by herself. Her mom is dying. Her dad, you know, she doesn't have a dad and her dad is dead. Like, I think it's like, oh, my God, they picked them for me. These guys came here for me. She probably looked at the photos and I think she's a little crazy. Remember, she got engaged to that guy in winter games. She got and got like hockey player. What was his name? No, he was kind of nerdy. Tall guy with a beard? No, the hockey player was the one that Ashley I lost her virginity to. Kevin? The, Kevin uh, Benoit. Benoit. And then she fought with... So I think she's just as fast. I think she's just all in. So anyway, we can agree to disagree. I think we have Doug and Arden thinks they didn't chat before. Doug's undecided, but he could he could buy it. And then we have Katie Paget and Jerry thinks they did talk before. And Anna, where are you at? I'm in. The, I'm undecided. I I I believe arguments going both ways. It's right. Such a mess. Anna, this so, is 2020. You can't so, be undecided. About okay. Anything. So we have one that they didn't, three that they did, and Doug and Anna are abstaining. Or unless Doug, do you want to change your decision? Do you want to pick a side? I, well, I mean, there's a lot of convincing arguments here, but just from watching it, you know, and just going by what I see on TV because I don't read anything about it elsewhere. I just, I feel like she's just, uh, you know, super into making sure she gets a husband out of this and uh, was just found him tall and attractive when she met him out of the limo. All right. So Doug's on my team. He always tells her what she wants to hear. They never really have any real kind of conversation about anything. He just sort of is very pleasant to her. He's nice enough and she reads into it like tea leaves. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think he's just like, oh, how's your mom? Like any kind of kind concern. Like that she's just like starving for any kindness well, and it's the hottest guy told, there. 
he's he the hottest he's guy so, there. So special now too, because to say the words, I thought I'd never be disrespected by a man for the rest of my life because I'm the bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough cred to just have everybody go, yeah, let's all be cool around her. Yeah. To, the, to that point though, she, <laughs> they don't let them spend enough time together for her to give up this spotlight for one person. But like she's they have enough? not, they I... ha- she went through all of Juan Pablo and she got the rug pulled out from under her. You think she's going to give this dude like three kind of like superficial conversations and go, I'm full blown in love. Yes. It just doesn't make any sense. I well, honestly, she think knows this, this game too well. I think she's, but she's from a different era where I actually don't think she cares about fame. I don't think she cares about the People magazine covers. I think she's alone in the world. She's alone in the world. She's in Sacramento. She has nobody. Her sisters don't like her. Her mom has dementia. Her dad is dead. And I think she literally does not want to move to LA and become an e-correspondent. I think she just wants to do hair in Sacramento and come like, I know this is the guy. I know it's the guy. Let's get out. Because quite honestly, she's 39. A lot of the guys are like 26. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the guy. Let's go. Doug. I think she's, I think she's, uh, you know, um, like uh, being pushed to Dale by the fact that every other guy is, is threatened by him. Yeah. The fact that everybody's jealous of him and everybody like that, especially that roast just makes her, that just makes her go harder on Dale. <laughs> but that's after, to get ahead. That's, but after. that's after she's already gone all in on Dale. I mean, all right, all right, all right. We're going to keep moving because we've got, there's so many more. T- we're going to have this conversation at every point in the conversation because it's just all about Dale. So here we go. So now we're at, she says the phrase, it's not even the second rose ceremony yet. And I'm so, I am so falling in love with Dale. That's why she's fun because she has no game. She's not, she doesn't give a shit if she gets 20 episodes of airtime. She doesn't, she is not there for the people of Mac. She's truly, that's why I think it's authentic because She's just ready to go. She like anybody else that's like hoping to become a correspondent for entertainment. Like she just wants to fall in love, get her man, go back to Sacramento and like maybe like maybe have a baby quickly. You know, you're going to have to do a Twitter poll after this. All right, let's do it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, so then um, so then they do the, the rose ceremony and she's like, look, I can't have the cocktail party. And I don't blame her. That was awful and then she had the dale super sweep he came in and uh chris harrison she's crying chris harrison goes to talk to her she's like i know so much good is happening in here someone in that room is there who will never let someone speak to me like that again he's so awesome there's just a youth there's like a very stunted that's why i'm kind of rooting for there's a i hope it works out for her i am rooting for her she's damaged and sweet it and all alone okay okay Cocktail party. The guys are all worried about Claire. They all want to just comfort her. And she's like, I can't. And they, and people, Bennett's upset. And I love that, like, the Jasons and the Chasons and the Brasons and the Masons already have the roses. Jason. And she cut a bunch of people that I literally did not know who they were. And they're not doing enough Chirons this year. I don't know who anybody is. She cut. I'm glad we got to keep our precious chess player, um, who I'm not. Ivan. I'm glad that Ivan got to stay, even though he's got no airtime. Um, and, um, you know, 
Yo, Dale is saying, you know, she was trying to say that she was classless. Dale has four sisters. And he's like this. And oh, okay. So then Chris Harrison says, gentlemen, this process will expose you. There are three dates coming up. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're coming back. It's time to get sexy. Oh, yeah. I need a sexual timeout. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. All right, so here we are. We've had our first row ceremony. Does anybody know that anyone that was cut? I have no, there was nobody that registered for me nope. that was cut. No. Okay, great. Okay, so then um, 
she is busy they're writing out the group date and we see her writing in her journal dale plus claire dale plus claire dale 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 and i just wrote down crazy doug benson what do you think about that journal entry (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know she clearly was uh not wanting to hide from the the cameras or the producers or anybody that you know it's all about dale (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I'm shocked that this hasn't happened like in a, a previous season. Like it, it seems like they've been setting themselves up for this uh, for years by just, you know, occasionally having people that really want to fall in love. Very <laughs> often, the, particularly on the bachelorette, not the bachelor, but whoever gets the first impression rose often wins. It's like they know the women know immediately and it's usually who wins. Yeah, so that's another thing, like, uh, maybe, yeah, previous Bachelorettes, like you said, are are playing the game more and doing what the producers tell them to do. I think that's true. I think they respect, they at least respect the process enough to be, like, to try. But why do all the guys, like, in the first episode, there's a lot of talk of how they're, a lot of them are talking about how much they're in love with her already just from having seen her in the previous season, which seemed crazy to me because she doesn't seem that lovable. I mean, I think they have to say that. I think they know they have to say that. And I think also, like, look, when you're in lockdown, you have no TV, no internet, no phone, no magazines, like, you're literally just stuck in, so you're quarantining for 14 days. I think it. you can convince yourself, into, like, this is the game of it. It's the only person you're competing for, Paget. You don't think that the producers said, while you're in quarantine, the one show you can watch separately in all of your rooms is Claire's season of The Bachelor? Pro- oh, probably, yeah. I'm sure. Because I, I think they took that opportunity. Oh, for sure. Who probably. Would spend all their time working out yeah. and who would actually watch yeah. and have something to say to her. Oh, for sure. I mean, if the if the guys were smart, they would watch that. Well, there was that one guy that uh, didn't know anything about her. That was she amazing. was just like, nope. That was amazing. Last week, Brian Safi said he'd never seen somebody go from like hot to unattractive so quickly. Like, because the guy at first, because he went to go like confront when when the when the guy like the Canadian guy came over with the crazy Amish beard. So that guy led the brigade, and then he was like, "Yeah, I was I signed up for you immediately." She's like, "What about me?" And then, "Uh, you're a human female." And just watching him crumble, it was. <laughs> Brutal. Okay. What is he? This that's crazy to me. What is he supposed to say? But he is on a show. Dogs. We know that about her. But she's been on five times. So if somebody said to you, "I because it was you," I don't want somebody no. to be like, "I like blonde hair." I'd like somebody to say, "Oh, I know." You know what? Like, what the show is about? Getting to know the person. But There's then no why did he in already say, knowing the person? But then, You're seeing the result of already knowing the person because she already knows Dick. Okay, well, Jerry, then why then why did he say I signed up immediately because it was that's what you, it's I, one of those things you have to say. Like, oh, it was you, and I was super he's excited. An idiot. He was because a, he's, super hot and you have huge bazungas. I don't know. And then she goes, <laughs> well, well, what about that? me? Because like, I'm wait, insane. wait, wait. Okay, wait, Doug, what did you say? I'm just saying he just like he was just dumbfounded in how to say to a woman he's attracted to do anything to make her think that he uh, you know knows anything about her you know and yeah. granted there's not much to say about her that's positive so that's why he was stuck. I would be dumbfounded too if my but, compliments were, but were rebutted with okay, insanity. But, but, to say. but Jerry, let's say that you were on Charlene's season and you said I signed up immediately because it was you, and oh. she said why did you 
what about me? You wouldn't just go because you're pretty. You would go. I like that you had integrity. I like that you were an opera singer. Like I like that because you I'm to- smart. Okay, yeah. but these guys aren't the cream of the crop with okay. up here. All right. <laughs> but the bottom the- line is, she shouldn't ask that question to begin with. She shouldn't go. Well, what about me? I disagree. I understand what you're saying, but he started with a lie. He, he started with a lie. I'm with Padgett. With a lie and she caught him in it. And then his go-to was, uh, we have a connection. I know, you know, we have a connection. Yeah. I know you feel. Now, why is her impetus to try and trap some, every guy that gets a one-on-one with her gets fucking their head cut off. Cause she's trapping them. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Padgett, Padgett. Do you, I agree with Paget. I have to say, like, if somebody said to me, I was so excited it was you, I, w- I would be curious, like, what, what about, why me? Like, I'm a specific choice. What, like, like, it's first of all, that's so- same. If someone said to you, if the Bachelor people reached out to you instead of Margaret Cho and they said, Arden, we really oh. want you <laughs> to be on the show, you would say, great. Is it because of the podcast? You would at least, like, you would want to know no. why. No, you would not. Yeah. If somebody says, I'm so happy it's you, you'd say, no, that's so I, nice of you to say thank you. And then let's I, ta- have a conversation. I know he said that I signed up. List the Wait, things okay, that you okay, like okay. about me. Padgett, that's Padgett. crazy. Give Padgett the floor. Padgett. He said, he start, Jerry, I see how upset you are. He's in the man box. I He's feel for box. you. I understand why you're upset. <laughs> but he started with a lie. And you are smarter than him. And yes. I think the problem is wherever he's from, he's the tallest, best looking, most ripped guy in town. And he's right. never had to put a sentence together that involved honesty. Right. Or- Let's go to our bachelor, our rookie of the season, <laughs> Douglas, Sir Doug Benson, Big D. What do you think, Big D? Uh, about what? About that about, guy? About, about that guy's lie. Thing? About Claire asking and if that guy was a dummy or not, or if Claire sucks for asking. That guy is just dumb. That guy, he's, he's going to marry somebody who is happy to stand around and say, you look good. Yeah, you do too. And then have nothing else to say. You know, it, it, whereas Claire, for better or worse, she she wants to dig deeper. Okay, so here we go. So we're going to keep moving. So then, so then... Deanna, the bachelorette that I can't, I've never seen because it was from 58 years ago. And I love it. I know she has kids. So she's clearly been quarantining for two weeks away from her kids to go give advice. And what the best thing in the entire, the best thing of 2020, the redeeming thing of 2020 was watching Claire drape Dale's pants across her face and sniff his pants and said, I fell asleep like this last night. Like slip, it's like sniffing his like fremenda ball sweat, like totally just sniffing the taint of like Dale's pants. <laughs> it was the craziest. She made. Yeah, and then that other bachelorette was like, yeah, those smell good. Like she yeah. had a whiff of it too. Yeah. She was like, I've had to stand up for myself for so long. These are Dale's pants. Smell them, smell them, smell them. I smell, I slept with them draped on my face. And she goes, he gives good positive guys. She's like, I can see that. I can see that in you. And then she goes, you know that phrase, you know, when you know, well, and then Claire goes, it might be the shortest season ever. And then Tana, I need to hear what you have to say, my friend. I mean, that was ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know. But I'm curious. They said he's size 46. Now, the guys I was watching with last night said that was a big size. Yeah, that's for a big I'm, weight. I'm, it must be, I'm, it must a, be I'm 6'3", inseam. and I'm a 32 in jeans. That's but what's your inseam? What's your, but what's your inseam? I think she got the... Oh, she got the 34. She, 
She probably got the inseam. Okay. No. 46 no. inseam, he'd be nine feet tall. Yeah, Jerry, you're tall. But 46 I'm inseam. I'm and my inseam is 34. Yeah, Anthony's a 32. Like, I heard I'm that, and I was like, that's I'm, huge. My I'm 5'4", and my inseam is uh, eight inches. <laughs> I'm all torso. By the way, this is just another Claire thing where if the genders were reversed, this would be in, insane. Like, oh, if yeah. guys were, like, sniffing someone's bra. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, fucking... Yeah, check. Our titties are here. Hey, Our titties Sean, are here. Sean Lowe, sniff this. Yeah, that's what. She, I yeah. love that you know Sean Lowe, Jerry. Oh my God, my work is done here. Done, Sean done. Lowe, thanks for the advice. Now sniff the panties of my fiance. Yeah. Doug, what did you think of the pants? Why did she let her dog smell his pants to see if they approved? <laughs> it was so. Okay, that was the forty. The size forty six did feel crazy. It did. doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, that's a, that's a thick mother effer. Okay, so then, so then she cancels the day date. Now I want to call back to two. I have three things to say. One, it was probably like one hundred and twenty five degrees that day. Like I, cause they were, they were filming right around like the height of the fires. They were out near Palm Springs. I'm sure it was over 120 degrees, but I also think, I think we've referred to this on a past episode during the season with Corinne, with Nick, when they, there was a, there was a rose ceremony where Nick was really, really, really late. And then they brought in Andy to look like he was talking to her after his hometown dates. And they were windy. They were on a roof in Brooklyn. So there was like a delay because of a thing that Nick did. But apparent, my suspicion is I feel like she was going to the producers, probably trying to pull the plug then going, I'm done. I don't want to go on this date. I want to leave. You know, when you know, I know I'm sniffing his pants. I just talked to Deanna. I want to leave now. And they were like, you have to go on the date. And she's like, I don't want to go on the date. And then maybe like Tasha still had like three more days to quarantine. <laughs> That's my theory was what took so long was she was trying to get out of it. Paget Brewster, you're nodding your head. I, because I agree with you. I think that's absolutely correct. Okay. Doug Benson, what do you think? As your Hollywood expert, Douglas Benson. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, didn't they used to end every show with a rose ceremony? Wasn't that the format? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. That's out the window this season. There's just yeah. like rose ceremonies happen at random times. Yeah. I think that's just to stretch out. I think they really only had like a couple episodes, basically, yeah. and they've stretched it out to four because of all. Yes, the that's now. a great point. Because we have to keep seeing Chris Harrison going, you've blown up The Bachelor. Okay, well, let's blow it up already. Yeah, let's blow no, it up. That's going to happen. Nobody yeah. announces the ending of the movie at the beginning. I can't wait to see which guys stay. Anna, what did you think of, would you agree that Claire was trying to quit the show and that's what took so long after you know when you know? Maybe, yeah. I think maybe Deanna kind of put it in her head. I think that that uh, discussion was the catalyst for her to be like, you're right. I do know when I know. And then it's just, she probably spiraled and they had to like keep being like, come on, Claire, come on, come on. There's contracts, Claire, come on. And then she was like, I'm Claire. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure you're right. They're like, you like easy. You remember you like Jason burning your dress last night with Jason, with crazy Jason by the fire? Jason has chaotic energy. I'm not comfortable with it. It makes me very uneasy watching him on TV. Me too. When he was screaming, I'm not an angry guy. I'm like, wasn't your entire list saying angry, temper, cold? It's like, I hard think- Hard to live with. Hard to live with. Manipulative. Everything that you're saying, like, 
I feel like this is on brand for you, sir. This does feel the on brand for what the entire list of what you've been told you are yeah. is what we're seeing you display right you here. Know, I, he made me think of Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like same energy. You can't trust him. He can he's blow up card. in an instant. Yes, he's a wild card. Exactly. Okay, so here we go. And um, so then they go, all right, clean, positive vibes. She cancels the day date. So they have a nighttime date and Dale's on it. So we haven't even had a date yet. So here we are on the date and Dale jumps up and he goes, group hug. Hey, I'm just going to band of brothers, band of brothers. (laughs) I'm just going to, it just feels like the right thing to do after what happened with Yosef. I feel like I'm the right guy for the mission. And I'm just going to go talk to her for like five minutes. I just need five minutes. So then she goes, ooh, and Riley was pissed, who I like very much. And she goes, ooh, look, let's go for a little walk. Ooh, Casa del Claire. Ooh, they sit on the bed. She's like, and he says, like, he says everything perfect for this Cinderella fan. He goes, I've seen verbal abuse among the women in my life. And what the women in my life have gone through, I have four sisters and I'm proud of you. And then she goes, oh my God, is my hand sweaty? You make me so nervous. <laughs> and then they snuggle on the bed and she goes, oh, I'm at a big spoon right now. Why are you so perfect? Red flag. And then um, and then meanwhile, Zach J gets a date card, but they're like on the bed, totally dry humping, like fully grinding on the bed, like spread legged, making out. And the guys are annoyed and they're like, five minutes, it's been an hour and easy, who I also like. He's like, it's time. I'm going to go get him. And we're all like, yeah, uh-oh, awkward. So easy's like... Excuse me, like, excuse me, hello. And then, and then it's easy knocks, and then Dale is there, and he's like, awkward. And Dale is a big guy. He probably has a huge bobo shoved in his pantaloons, just a gigantic boner that he has to now contend with. That's why he wears a 46. <laughs> And uh, the guys are pissed. Dale goes back. They go, welcome back. And he's smiling. He's like, oh, my God. And then he had like the worst life. He's like, it's so funny. I mean, I was just trying to walk out. I was dying. And the guys are like, yeah. And he's like giggling. And the guys are like, fuck you. And then um, um, he was so horny. And she was so horny. And uh, so let's just go up till that point. Let's just go up through that, through the easy. And the Dale going back the first time. Who, raise your hand if you want to take the floor first. Paget Brewster, Doug Benson, Doug, Doug, Doug Benson. I'll start off with a question: Does the guy that cock blocks, you know, the Bachelorette, does he ever go on to win? Does that is that ever a successful no, strategy never, to never. interrupt coitus? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it never wins. Cock blocking and tattletailing. It never yeah. tattletale. Tattletale. seems to work, and yet they still they can't stop themselves because they're just stuck there with nothing else to do. Yeah, and the well, guys are I, riling each other up, and they're pissed. Jerry. Well, I, I'm wondering because the, the the interruption I feel like is part of the format. Like, can I steal you for five minutes? Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, not normally inside. They're not normally in a room on a bed. They're usually sitting on a bench outside somewhere. But it's it's so weird. Like. Easy's right to go and be like, knock, knock. Hey, can I get some time? Like, that's what this is all about. And then Dale kind of like sits on the chair and is like, yeah, do your thing, bro. But I'm going to like hang here. I think his boner was so huge. Clearly he needed to like let things cool down. But like, (laughs) 
What? A, like, just go for it. Like, get out of here, dude. Like, come on. I think he knew the camera was there. And I think he had a, I think he's got a big old wang. And I think if he stood up on camera with the tent pitching that was happening, I think he literally had to figure out some kind of a tuck situation. Katie Levine is coming in. Katie is our boner expert. <laughs> Katie is our boner expert. Katie loves a boner story. He, Katie's. He stood up right from the bed and I looked right at his crotch. I didn't see anything. I was like shocked. Now, maybe it was like tucked up. I don't know. Um, but I did look and I actually didn't see anything. And I was really surprised by that. But I mean, he had to have had a boner if they were doing that for an hour. I mean, I don't know. But I didn't see it. like a girl okay. at a sleepover that like got caught. Doing <laughs> okay, wait, Paget Brewster, Paget. They were kind of they were they were both before not even letting him in yet. They were both giggling and and joking around with no awareness oh, that it's other so rude. people had any feelings. Now this is where, and you know, I've been on Claire's side as a bachelorette. This is, and I felt that she was has been sweet with them the first two episodes, like. I, this is where she started to lose me because I felt that it was unkind. If you're mm-hmm. if you're not going to leave, it's so rude and disrespectful for all these guys that did come. I actually felt this is I thought this was incredible. And you're also losing the goodwill of every guy there because you're because you're emasculating them. You're, oh, can I clarify your opinion here? At what point was she sweet to the guys in the previous I episode? I felt that she... Look, I think her out with a few of them. She kissed a lot of them. She kissed a lot of them. I feel that she's a nice person. I just, I do think she's self-centered and I do think she has damage, but I don't think she's a malicious person. She's not a bitch. Every, she has ruined every date she has been on. Literally every human interaction, she ruins it. (laughs) She chastises them like they're children in class. She's a journey. I don't want to be her. Why aren't you standing for me? And then they go, remember, remember the scene where the guy, like where she goes to the cocktail party and the guy goes, Hey, like I want, like she goes, you guys need to be bolder. And then this guy goes, Hey, I'm going to be bold. And she goes, ah, not you. And she like shames him down. And he's like, what, what do you? And then she's like, I need to talk to this guy. And it's like, the mixed signals that she's sending these. Dudes. I'm not saying that she's not a lot. There's no part of me. <laughs> that is an understatement. I mean, look Come who on. I hang out. I hang out with chill ladies. I hang out with funny, chill ladies. I am not a high strung person. Like emotionally, I can be a silly person, but I'm a very even person in my relationships. Like I am, I do not like drama. I don't like to fight. I like, this is not who I would fix up with my guy for. I would not. Be like, hey, Jerry, I know somebody for you. Right. I agree. Are you saying that this is normal behavior? Do I sound like I'm saying this is normal A little bit. I feel like you're defending it a little bit. I'm saying she's a lot, but I think she's a fun bachelorette. Katie. Yeah, no, I I agree with Jerry. I find her to be rude. I find her to be vindictive. I find her to be immature. I think the way she treats the guys is really disrespectful. I mean, the whole going in and yelling at them and then, yes, shutting him down. There is another point that we haven't gotten to last night that she was incredibly rude and disrespectful to them that I felt. This was, no, she started to lose me on this episode because I think she's already left the building. I think she's already off with Dale. And I actually, at this point, I'm like, oh, she's being rude. Doug Benson. I just find it weird that all those guys waiting around for an hour for Dale to come out are all like, oh, yes, she really likes Dale. So, uh, you know, like 
is that how they lead their regular lives? That when they see a woman falling in love, they just try to get in there and get that. That's the game. I think it's like they're not allowed to leave. It's like what else? I think they're on camera. But then they could just, you know, they could hang out and have fun and get that camera time being the guy that isn't all upset about. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good point that they should be having the because that's sort of the fun. They've all melted down. There isn't one cool guy that's been cool the whole time. I'm going to say there's a sometimes I actually don't mind this batch of guys. I think that they're sweeter than most of the batches they get. They're not all generally alpha. She's trying to make them more alpha. I think, Mm -hmm. I think they're actually young and kind of sweet. And like they did to try to impress her on, on the first meeting out of the limo were some of the weirdest, like they were all just shooting themselves in the foot. That's what they do every time, though. That's the producer. That's the show. But some guys just walked up and talked to her. They didn't show up in a giant bubble. That's the show, though. They make people, they will make, that's, that's, I mean, and some people have almost won. Like JoJo came out in a giant unicorn head and got, became the bachelorette. Like they, the producers try to humiliate you to make you stand up. Paget Brewster. Oh, uh, uh. Um, I, I agree um, that she's that she's rude and 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 wrong, but I do also think, as evidenced by the show last night, that she she ha- she has tunnel vision, and I can't remember the guy's name. Dale. But he calls it. He's just like oh. He can't oh, see anything. Oh, but Kenny, him. Kenny, the boy band manager. You'll enjoy I this. I like him. Me yeah. too. I like him. I do too. I do too. Here's a, you want to know a fun fact about Kenny? I like him so much. Um, Cheyenne Constant, our, one of our, our, our major tweeters, she tweeted, she was like surprised to say that Kenny could get it from her, that she's actually finding him cuter and more enjoyable. And I had to agree with her that I'm liking Kenny. Here's what's fun about him. I feel like D- Doug, you're going to particularly enjoy this. Kenny is not only a boy band manager, Kenny is a manager of boy band cover bands. That's what he does for a living. <laughs> That's an amazing job. That's an amazing. That strangely band. cooler than being called manager of boy bands. Well, I agree. I saw that he was manager of boy bands, like genuine ones that are trying to make it. I was like, this, this guy's an idiot. No, he's a manager of boy band cover <laughs> bands. boy bands that do other boy bands, that's a real market. Oh, my God. You could actually make money doing that. That's Doug, fantastic. I, w- I would love for you to have a side hustle, Doug, of being a boy band cover band manager. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that guy? Who was that awful guy in Florida that's dead that was just a molester? Was oh, yeah, it? that guy was horrible. Ron, Ron. No, who was it? I Lou forget Perlman? his name. Perlman? Was it a Perlman? Yeah, Perlman. Lou Last Perlman? Name? Lou Perlman? Lou. Something like that. Lou. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then, um, so then, so then they, we, we see through the window and um, they're trying to figure out and, uh, so they're hanging out. Ed, who's like angry Frankenstein, is pissed off. Ed, uh, Ed, Ed, let me show you a visual of Ed. I've had numerous people text me about Ed last night. He doesn't. He doesn't say anything. Um, show you a photo. Ed, Rocky Balboa or Lou Ferrigno? He's Lou. He's angry. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Ed. This that guy. guy really came on strong last night. Like I oh. didn't even notice him prior to last night, but last night he was creepy. He's sad Frankenstein. He's sad yeah. Frankenstein. Poor yeah. Ed. All the blood in Ed's brain has gone to his biceps. Here's Ed. Yeah. There's Ed. <laughs> um, Ed's poor eyelids don't work. <laughs> so then, so then, Dale interrupts Claire is talking to another guy who's she talking to I can't remember some guy I don't even know his name the gym owner and Dale interrupts again 
He's like, oh, I'm just coming back from the bathroom. And then she was like, no, 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 stay, stay. Oh, no, she, she interrupted, he interrupted Jay, the straight jacket guy. Yes, the guy who wants to open up to the straight jacket guy. Is it and Jay? Is it Jay? Something like that. And then Chasen decides to go try to interrupt Dale. Which one is Chasen again? He's the Brad Pitt lookalike. Oh, with the teeth. Not really big lips, but it looks like his nose has been broken several times. He's kind of sweet. and He's he really, sweet. He's sweet and he really likes Claire. Mm-hmm. He's an he IT decides- guy, it says. And I'm like, nope. So Jason decides to go interrupt Dale and he catches them like full on almost intercourse with clothes on against a wall. Yes. And then meanwhile, so then Claire peels out and Dale stands like kind of fucking the wall for a couple of seconds. I think it's again, having to deal with his boner and he's holding that wall now. (laughs) He drills a gigantic hole in the wall. I will say this now that the trains come off the track so early and so spectacularly and it is such a disaster and you know unfortunately for sweet Claire it's not going to end well he will break her like it is fascinating to see the pandemic version of this like no one's left on earth they've taken over this resort they've done the best they can to make it feel like a regular season they have this wild card 39 year old horny hairdresser bachelorette and they have this one guy who's just fucking a wall and it's just i think it's a very fun season so far i'm enjoying oh, it it's awesome it's <laughs> bonkers can i point out i believe when chasen entered the room her jacket was off so she was just wearing that nasty gal like bralette <laughs> he was half undressed yes well literally so she stumbles back and her hair looks her hair looks so fucked. Like she literally looks like she's just been like reamed, reamed by like Jason Statham or I don't know, like who's like Colin Farrell back in the day. Like, I don't know who's getting at it. Like who's who's like a super she just looks like she's been tossed around like a like a honeymoon suite. Like oh like her clothes are so wrinkled. The jacket is so not pressed. She's got her nasty gal bralette. Like she's been so grinded and so excited and that she has to, and we see her talking to the producers going like, can we just bang through the rest? Like, I got to go masturbate in my room. Like, can we just get through? That was I gotta crazy. Go, I got to yeah. go masturbate in my room. Can we just fucking like bang this out, please? She's like, like just, I have blue balls and I don't have balls, but yeah, I like, gotta- like, 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 I just, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Like, I got to go fucking take care of this. Can we just like, I got to take care of this. <laughs> Yes. Doug, Doug, what? And then she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, great. Well, you know what? It is late. It's late. So, okay, um, I'm going to not give this rose to, no, that was the next night. That was the next night. She gave the rose to Dale. She gave the rose she's to like, Dale. Like, she Dale. Dale. Like, she didn't even, like, like she could have very easily just, you know, as a give symbol, it to easy. Give, it it to to easy. give it to Chasen. Give it to easy. Anybody. This yeah. I mean. To, to, this, this cuts <laughs> to your point earlier that they're not that good of actresses, but I think that proves my point that when he comes back to after the first hour of yeah. them grinding yeah and they're like what's up dude and he's like i don't i can't and he can't yeah. even get a phrase out it's like come yeah. up with anything dude he was like I, know was, you guys I, was, just banged. I was walking back to the bathroom and i just saw this and they're like i was i got lost I didn't, I didn't even know anyone was back there i had no idea i'm gonna say a surprise love i surprisingly love Kenny, boy band manager, I surprisingly love Easy. Easy is yep. like 
He's like, come on, man. Like we could see the bathroom yeah, like, right he's here. Like, own it. He's like, he's, I feel that like he's reasonable, even though like, I didn't like his entrance, like opening night. I didn't like him busting through the paper, but like, okay, they're nervous. They've been cooped up for two weeks to your point, Doug, about the bad entrances. It's a pandemic. And they've been sitting in a room for two weeks trying to figure out how to stand out from 31 guys. So they, it was extra, extra, like weirdo, not interacting with anybody for a couple months because it's fucking COVID. And then like, here's my move. Easy. It's like, come on, man. We see the bathroom. We know you didn't get lost back from the bathroom to this bench. Like, don't pretend you thought the bench was through that door that you just fucked that lady on. Like, just be cool, dude. Like, don't lie. Don't band of brothers. The band of brothers. Doug, what did you think of all that? Well, they did try to set up that in that same episode, they have, I think it's easy walking around going, this place is like a maze. So it's right. almost like they try to help him with his stupid excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that it's such a confusing La Quinta is the craziest. Uh, <laughs> I can't find it. It's like a lab. It's a They removed all those mall directory billboard things. Yeah. It is truly, I will say this. I now Paget, Jerry, Anna, Katie, you've all done a lot of episodes of these. I don't think we've ever done one that people were so passionate about. Do you agree? I mean, this is I yeah. feel that. This is this is people, it. This is it. This is yeah. the most passionate, like feisty in a great way. And we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the roast. Oh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now 
Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we were just, hey, and we're back. We were just having a heated discussion about how excited we are just to have this back in our lives, how it's brightened our pandemic, yep. how, uh, and how ex- how we hope that the Tasha one is really uh, uh, a long one. Doug, now Doug is not familiar with Tasha, and he said it'll be fun to see the guys pivot and go, wait, I love her. And Jerry, to that, you say? I think that's going to be an easy pivot because these dudes are clearly not into Claire. They're forcing themselves to be into Claire. And Tasha's a smoke show. And <laughs> Tasha is smoking hot. But they, yeah. all gave, uh, they all gave lip service to being there for Claire. That yeah. expression has come out of every one of their mouths, the ones they let talk. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You know what Tasha's not going to do? Go, hey, list the things about me that you love. <laughs> well... True. What, what no. if she asks, what if the first thing she says is, what, what, why were you into Claire? <laughs> oh, that would be so money. Oh, damn. That would be. Okay. So. But they could easily just go, go to the tape. I wasn't. None of us were. Oh, they'll have tape of them saying something stupid because they were playing the win until they found out they lost two episodes in. Dude, I want to say that. Uh, when she gave Dale the rose, because I didn't look down at my insane, my insane serial killer nose, when she handed him the rose, she said, Dale, thank you for stepping up and being bold <laughs> in my pants. And by that, I mean, thank you for fingering me in Casa del Claire. <laughs> okay. So then she's like, okay, good to see you guys. Okay, I'm going to go to bed. Bye-bye. Um Chasen slow claps something. I'm not sure what Chasen slow clapped, but I love it. Um, Easy feels cast to the side for no reason, and he's pissed. Dale says, and they were like, what the fuck, Dale? He's like, well, and this is going to come back to bite him, the next group date. I was the best man suited to be there for her. And Easy's literally just shaking his head like, dude, like, be cool, bro. And and Jason is pissed. Jason, the hothead. Jason, the one that Anna has says that she burned the dress with. And Jason is pissed. He goes, don't tell us you're a band of brothers. Don't tell us you're better than all of us. 
Anna, do you want to reply to that? <laughs> I mean, I just think there's a reason he was a lineman. You know, I, there's a type of energy you need to be like destroying men on a field. And he has that energy. Very. Thank you. I I don't know anything about sports, but I liked that analogy. And and d- congratulations to the Dodgers. Okay. So Dale. <laughs> I appreciate him, though. I can appreciate a guy who has that chaotic energy, but is doing his utmost to keep control of it i know he like in a real way like no he's trying he's trying dale goes well i'm the best man for the job because i put my heart and soul into our convo did he say convo or did i not write out conversation did he say i put my heart and soul into our convo doug do you remember that i slapped my h and s on that convo (laughs) i hope you start using the word convo doug I don't. Uh, I don't think he did. I don't think anybody should, unless you're writing it down and you needed to move on. Because they say a lot of words. Yes, they say a lot of words. So here we are. We have our one-on-one date. Oh, Zach J. Here we go. They're going to the spa. Zach J. Oh. Now, I just so you guys know where we were at. I really liked Zach J. Out of the gate because he proposed with a fart ring, which I thought was genius. Loved yep. it. In fact, I ordered one and sent it to Aaron Foley in Naples, Florida. She Ah. sent me videos of it. It was $25. It was worth every penny. And if you play your cards right, you guys might get weird gifts from me. I loved the fart ring. Jerry knows. Jerry's gotten a few things. I'm actually a little jealous I didn't get a fart ring. That's cool. Well, you know what? You don't know what's coming your way this season. So No, I don't, little Miss Little Compton, but I want to get a fart ring. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. Padgett read my book and said really nice things about oh look at Doug's holding it up. Doug's got the pat the pin. Padgett, tell people why they should buy my book if they haven't yet. Oh, because first of all, it's a beautiful escape to a little town you've never been to and a kooky, kooky big brain that you might not entirely have worm weaseled your way into, even listening to Will You Accept This Rose? Arden has a lot going on there and a lot of it is very unique and it was a magical, funny, touching journey and there are a lot of great stories and it just, it just... I loved reading it, especially during the pandemic and being so proud of you and just delighted by you, just delighted by Little Compton and your family and you. And it, it just, I loved it. And your journey, your, your journey, your journey, journey as a young journey. lady, my journey on dates. And then uh, it just, it's really, it's worth reading. It's great. It's, it's Thanks, lovely pa- and funny and touching. Thanks, Padgett. I I'm gonna. I just recorded that, and I bought ad time during the Bachelorette. That's my new ad. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you were camera ready. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you, Paget. I appreciate that. Um, I really did. You're the best. I really did. I felt it. I felt you. Okay. Doug's reading it now. Look, it's right here. Look, Doug's reading it's it right him. now. It's right there. It's right there. I gotta say, I you know I haven't uh, gotten too far in it, but I, I love the font size. <laughs> <laughs> there's, pictures, there's photos there's photos there's pictures i was uh, gonna say a whole bunch of things that i liked about the book and then yeah. at the end of that say see that's how you lie to somebody when you haven't read their book <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh shit you're just like but that guy. said so many nice things that i could i couldn't fake it you'll love it you'll love it you'll you're love, love it. it i'm sure i will i'm just not a book reader you can read it if you're not a book reader i'll tell you i it's am a non book readers i can tell 
It is. Wait, are it you going to do in it? It's great. Are you going to record the book on tape? Oh my God, it's finally up. I did record it. They finally oh. put it up. It's finally up because people have asked. So you can get it now. It's up. It took, I recorded it before the book came out. I don't know what took so long, but it's up for those people that I have friends that are dyslexic. I have friends that have bad eyesight and I have people that just prefer a book on tape. And so it, I read it right here. I read it in, in my garage. Okay, here we go. So um, Dale, so they're all pissed at Dale. So Zach is, I wrote down Zach is adorable up top. He's ticklish. They're getting pedicures. He's nervous, but she's like having no room for it. She's like, oh, his energy's weird. It's like, well, he's ticklish. And he's like this dude who's trying to be cool. And he's like getting his feet rubbed and it feels weird for him. And he's ticklish. And I found him so far in this season up till now. We're not farther yet, but up till now I'd enjoyed him. Um, so then she put avocado all over his face, like just like active, like a guacamole spread. Like she slathered on with cucumbers. She was like, oh, his nervous energy is stressing me out in moments like this. I wish Dale were here. I mean, no one can win. I do think she tried to leave yesterday. Her heart is not in it. Her body's not in it. She does not want to be here. And um, people back at the pool are discussing if Claire and Dale have been in contact before. We all know where we fall on party lines on that. And then um, she goes, in this pool, I get this weird energy from Zach. I just wish I could see Dale. So like Zach does a flip into the pool. She's floating. She doesn't want to be there. She's like, okay, we'll go for dinner. And then, so let's talk about up till the kiss. Let's talk up to there. Let's talk about the pedicure. Her not wanting to be there. Doug, I'll let you start it out. Uh, the pedicure to me is just classic uh, reality TV where they knew that guy doesn't like his feet being touched. So that's where they send him. Yeah. You know, they're just setting that guy up to have an awkward date with her. And, and then, there's... of course, she's thinking about Dale the whole time. So that adds even more stress. And there's only so many dates, group dates they can, like, it's hard to set up in a pandemic on the property, there's only so many spaces. They, they've got like the, the gym, the ballroom, the spa, but there's, but there's all the workers have to be quarantined too. So like, you've only got so many people, there's no audience member. Like it's all the stuff like, and I think they're doing actually, I, I think ABC is doing truly the best they could do in this very weird situation. Um, uh, but yes, I agree with you, Doug. I think I agree with you that they know that he's ticklish and, that this is not like the worst thing they could do. Paget, what did you think of it up until the kiss? I don't, I don't, I didn't care about any of it up until the kiss. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anybody have any thoughts? Anna. <laughs> this is a real turn. <laughs> what about the clear guacamole they were putting on his face as a face mask? Did no yeah. one notice that? It was clear. No, it looked like guacamole. Like That's what was- I said. I said she slathered guacamole. Oh, yeah. It was disgusting. And then the cucumbers, I was like, that is that a is mask? It, is it that a craft service? It felt like craft yeah. service. Um, yeah, Jerry. Why did she have it on her face? Why is she just doing it to him? Exactly. But, Jerry, Jerry. Before I say that, to, to what Doug just said, like it felt like craft service or whatever. The, it feels like the day date from earlier that got canceled. I just feel like the producers don't have any ideas because they're quarantined at this ho- this hotel and they're like, how do we fill time? Because we're not traveling anywhere. We're not yeah. doing anything. But go ahead. What? What? Me? You were going to say something. No? Me? Arden? Yeah. No. Arden. I, I think, I, no, I, I agree with you. I think 
Well, and normally if they were falling in love, if there was, if there was any game of like, there's seven guys in the running, you know, like seven top front runners or four top front runners, like then it would be interesting just to see them have time. Like who cares what they're doing? It's like a bad party where they're just trying to fill time with like bad party games and they don't know what to do. It'll be and they're interesting. Like, Here, take this guacamole and rub it on his face. That'll be fun. Well, I think if somebody was, if her, her heart's not in it. Like she can't even pretend to be interested in anybody else. It'd be interesting to see with Tasha if she, it'll be more interesting stuck at this hotel pageant. I think, I, I think not being able to travel may actually affect the guys that are that are there saying, wait a minute, now why are we even here if she's not even into us? We don't even right. get to go to Fiji. Right. We're not going to Thailand or Rome. or They're still going to be stuck in that fucking hotel. At least and it's a nice hotel, though. It's a very nice hotel, oh, but would you want to oh. be there for four months? I would in a pandemic if I could hang out and do fun things and, like, go to the pool. And No, they can't talk to their friends or family. They can't watch the news. They have no sense of what's happening in the world. I would do I it in a pandemic. I want to leave. I would do yeah. it because at least it's better than sitting in my house. Like, I would do it in a pandemic. Doug, would you do it in a pandemic? Yeah, I I did feel like oh at least they get they get something to do that is kind of very much taking their minds off it, but it also is weird. Like, what kind of lives are they leading that they're not concerned about everyone they knew while it's, they're in while they're doing this dumb show? You know? And I think this was like June, July. Like this was early, early before people were like, "Well, we're going out of our house anyway." You know what I mean? This is when we were everyone was literally just inside all the time. They were. This is when they were filming. Uh, Jerry is sniffing the taint. Jerry, I just want to. I I want to speak to the pool date because this this moment up to the kiss and inc- including the kiss made made me question what is the role of the of the bachelor or bachelorette, and I feel like you have to be a good host. And Arden, you're an amazing host. Thank you. Claire is a terrible host. She thinks only of herself. She does not want to put anybody at ease. She does not want to make sure that this dude, what's his name, is having a exactly. good time at the spa day when he is verbally like, if you asked me to bungee jump, I would do it. I know. Like, I'll do anything you ask me to do right now because I'm here to, get to know you and fall in love with you. And I, she leaves no room for them to do that. I thought that she was a good host until this episode. I felt that she was sweet with Jason. I thought she was sweet when she was like on the Juliet balcony. I think she's been nice to these guys. You thought the Juliet balcony was good hosting? Hey, everybody, line up, give me gifts, and tell me why I'm awesome. She didn't, but the the producers write these games. Yeah, but it's her. Like, that, that goes back to what I said at the beginning. My whole preface is like, I don't know where to place the blame, but ultimately this is on her. I she thought chose she was, to do this. I think so. Okay. So the producers set the game up. I thought she seemed legitimately touched to hear all these guys say, like, I thought she did seem moved that all these guys were there and were kind. And I think until she's literally until Deanna came and said, you know, when, you know, and she's like, I'm out of here that now she can't even fake it. Paget. Mm-hmm. I agree. She can't fake it. I want to get to this kiss. Cause this okay, so here we go. Okay, here we go. I rewatched it a few times. So she's trying to leave. She decides to go in for a kiss. I don't think he pulled away. I think no, he was trying to be sexy fun, but then he 
grabs her by like the neck and the chest plate, pushing like in a way that no woman, I don't care who it is, no woman wants to be grabbed by the throat, neck, chest plate. Like she, so I don't think he pulled away. She felt rejected immediately. Mm-hmm. But when he put his hand on her chest and neck area, and then like he panicked because mm-hmm. he saw that there was a misunderstanding, but he did not handle it right physically. It's like a consent issue. And then she's going, let's go, forget it, forget it. Let's just get dressed for dinner. And then he like physically grabs and pulls her and tries to kiss her. Mm-hmm. Like he's lost everybody at that he's point. Done. It was so like, you don't do that. Like, okay, yes, there's a misunderstanding. You talk about it at dinner. Like, leave her alone. You're a big guy to me. Who wants to take it first? Paget? I want to hear from the men what you guys think. Because I'm curious about that. I think his brain fritzed. I think he was like, oh, no, I had a shot. And what happened? I felt badly for him at first when, like, I saw that I I do think it was a misunderstanding. But then when he pursued I was like, leave her alone, bro. Like, don't grab her. Doug, what did you think? I think he feels like his shot was absolutely ruined. I think he felt like he lost the entire thing in that moment. And the way he's going to fix it was with a really passionate kiss from a strong man. You know, I know. I'll just show her how great my kissing is going to be. Yeah. That's going to change her mind. But yeah, she again, though, on her, she really she does not give people more than two seconds to Mm -hmm. to move. Like, oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) She really ruined that kiss really fast because she she was definitely going for a kiss at first. Yeah. She went in for the kiss. And he did the thing where it was like, oh, I'm going to really relish this. Yeah. It was just this moment. And she goes, oh, never mind. And he just fritz. He didn't know what to do. He's grabbing. He's like, I mean, that's where he handled it. Because he's not a way to treat someone. He does not handle this right. No, no. I felt badly for him then. I'm going to say this. She's coming off of Yosef, who's saying, no one wants to be here for you. You're old. You're 40. You're fucking sad. We're humoring you, you sad old hag. And I can tell you, as a person who was a late bloomer in my life, okay, like a late bloomer, there's been times where I have could have felt like you think somebody likes you and then you feel like, oh, it's like a joke. And then you just want like, it's just an instinctive wanting to protect yourself of like, forget it, forget it. Like, like. She just got ripped apart the night before by Yosef, like calling her an old joke. She knows she's the oldest bachelorette. She's not an idiot. Her brain has probably been telling her that for months. Like nobody wants me. They couldn't get guys to sign up. She knows they had to keep keep trying to get people because nobody would sign up. So like if I don't think it's a conscious, I think she literally thought she was being rejected. Mm-hmm. And I agree and, with that. And that, none that. of the bachelors are older than her, right? None. No, no, there's one 40 year old. They caught one 40 year old guy. He's not there. There was one guy. That's another strange dynamic that's going to happen when she's messing around with, you know, guys 29 or whatever. Yeah. So I think it's also like, I think her, I think she's like, nobody wants me. Mm -hmm. Like, but but Arden, nobody wants her has nothing to do with her age. I think that's a real he, issue here. But he kept calling, but he kept driving home how old. Oh, he was, no, he's and awful, that was the right? night that's, before. That's Yosef. But that, but that was That's the awful night Yosef talk. But, but she, he said, it's all of us. Everyone's humoring you. Right, You're but that's old. him. I know, but, he, but if you're- mean and hurtful. 
but she said it to her face and then, but it probably got in under her skin. You can't. Uh, yeah. I think Arden's saying she took it in and there were other examples early on where she was like, is, does anyone want to talk to me? Is anyone going to stand up and talk to me? That she feels like people, they aren't interested in her. So for that split second that she leaned forward yeah. and he didn't meet her, she just went, I'm battening fuck. the hatches. I'm yeah, out. Fuck Never this. mind. Yeah. She was not going to go to dinner even before he grabbed her. She was done. Yeah. But she might be right to pick up on their ambivalence towards her, but it's not her age. It is her personality. I agree. 110%. Yosef was being mean. He was being hurtful. He knew her weak spot and he punched it. He yeah, punched it. he punched it. And you yeah. know what, though? Even if you know somebody's a dick, if somebody punches your weak spot, it still hurts. And it's something you're afraid of. Yeah. She's afraid she's old and unattractive and they're not interested. So the moment he when somebody validates it, her, yeah. that's all she felt. So then they say, OK, we'll get ready for dinner. And then he and he's standing there in the lawn going, what happened? What happened? And then, um, and then he goes, we all okay. knew there was no dinner that night. No, right? he goes, he goes, I was right there. It's okay. It's okay. Like the whole thing was so awful to watch. It was awful was to before, watch, dude. Before she didn't join him for dinner. We see that he's sitting there and she's weeping, holding her dogs, talking about how she has processed her trauma. So this yeah. is someone who's been grabbed by the throat and it yeah. didn't end that nice. Well, she said that she said up top episode one that she was in a, an abusive relationship before Juan Pablo. Right. And so she's so she's been abused before. And so this yeah. is not something she has like any room for any throat grab, nor would I. And uh He's like, because it was a huge mistake. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then she was like, Zach made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. He grabbed me. He scared me and triggered me. He did not let me walk away. I've done all this work on healing my traumas. This is not something that needs to be discussed. So then Chris Harrison shows up for the dinner date. Never a good sign. Also, Chris Harrison has started a man's wedding ring line called Anna. What is it called? Manly brand or something? No. Manly brand. Manly brand. Also, manly bands. Manly bands. Can we discuss also... Is that also the name of the boy band manager's company? Kenny, manly (laughs) band. (laughs) Manly bands. (laughs) I just went to their website. It says Wicked Awesome Wedding Bands. No, no. it's like wedding bands on a clown face? No. What is Chris Harrison doing? Wait, Katie, will you sell wedding rings to juggalos? Will you (laughs) scare? Wait, I'm making sure that this is the same website. Like, this is his. (laughs) Oh, it's like he's doing a Halloween thing. Wicked awesome. Oh, my God. Side note, we also need to discuss for a hot second that Dale is a party city model. (laughs) Dale, there's Taco Dale. There's Superman Dale. There's Trojan Dale. Taco Dale just really makes everything okay. Taco Dale is my weighted blanket of a pop culture figure. He's a soothing presence in this pandemic. Doug, what did you think when you saw Taco Dale? I was uh, very delighted by that uh, taco costume because I don't know why anyone would wear it. It's such an odd thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, yeah, and he's, I saw the three different things that he was, uh, did you have it? Um, yes, oh, we, can, uh, we can, we can, we can. Superman, I'm- a taco and something else. 
Yeah. Let's see. Who was the last person I sent it to? Oh, Aaron Foley was the last one I sent it to. Um, it's so good. Here we go. I don't know. He shouldn't he be. I don't. It's weird that the that the inside of the taco is like kind of on on the side of his front. It should either be turned all the way, or I guess for picture's sake, it's better that way. It's so good. All of it is so good. Odd costume. All right, I'm gonna. Oh, here. Okay, Katie put it in the chat. Also, cultural appropriation. Oh, for okay, Katie put in the chat. um, Manly bands. Let's just look for one second at these manly bands. We'll put these on our. Oh boy! I think anytime uh, Chris—that's uh, his name, Chris Harrison. I think anytime uh, he sees anybody sitting alone at a table, he should sit in a restaurant. He should just sit down and go, "Your date's not coming." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! One of them is called the Straight, the Napa, the Straight, the Honeymoon, the Cali, the Cortez. Um, all right, so we're bringing it home here. Here we go. Um, Margaret Cho, we're doing a roast. It's the Bachelorette roast. If you think I wasn't so jealous of Margaret Cho, you're wrong. If you think I didn't pitch myself, I I, I can't believe that wasn't me. I can't I believe you. I wanted it to be you. You know, I you know I pitched me teaching improv to them. I mean, so the audience was the rest of the guys from the house because I mean, A, they want a deal there, but B, like nobody else is on earth. We are in an apocalyptic hellhole. It is what it is. So Bennett, I did enjoy um, Margaret Cho saying that she enjoyed the true crime podcast about him. (laughs) 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 That made me laugh. I bet you that was her least edgy joke, and that's why that's the only one that comes (laughs) She goes dark, and I respect that. So all of the guys, here's what's fun about this, and I know I'm going to be with Jerry on this. Claire sets up a roast and then can't handle what a roast is. She sets up a roast. All the guys make jokes about Dale because that's who's funny. Bennett is funny and Dale is funny Um, because he's the front runner. Everybody knows it. They've all and she's disrespected them. And so the guys are like, fuck you. Like, you're not even giving us a chance. Fine, I'll get airtime because I know if I talk jokes about Dale, I'll get some airtime. And like they know there's no game anymore. They have nothing to lose. And then she can't handle that. She has set up a roast and then goes they roasted Dale they roasted Dale and then proceeds to spend the rest of the cocktail party going well what did what did Dale say like what when said when you said the Dale when you made the joke about the wedding but 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 about the Dale but Dale saying that he said he was a front runner like what exactly did Dale and they're all and these guys to my I actually think they're kind of nice and they're like okay well I don't really want to talk about Dale she's like okay but let's talk about Dale so like what did Dale say about me when he said that what did he say about me 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 Dale 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 is really look at Jerry Paget, what did you think about this? Um, I, I think she started behaving like a like a middle schooler. It felt very it sixth was, grade. Not only was it a group date without Dale, suddenly Dale is there, then it's all about Dale. Then every single person she talks to, she only talks to about Dale. This is she's gone off the rails. She's so crazy. Gone. She's gone. so infatuated. And I thought the guys were all very uh, straightforward and 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 gentle, saying, "Listen, I you know I'd like to spend some time with you. I'm more interested in what you and I can talk about it as opposed to Dale." And at this point, she's now lost every single guy because she lost every guy on the Dale date because he was busy drilling a hole in the wall with this monster dong. And then yep. now they're doing the now they're doing the roast date and. 
afterwards, all she wants to talk about is like a crazy person. And, and I don't blame all of them for being like, fuck this. And that's when our boy band cover band manager, Kenny, our new favorite is like, if you like Dale, you like Dale. What are we doing here? Go be with Dale. You want to be with Dale? Go be with Dale. I'm right off into the sunset. I'm Kenny. I hope Kenny is the bachelorette after Matt James. I'm here for Kenny. I hope Kenny goes to paradise. And then she was like, hate on, hate on. She says to Margaret, that wasn't funny. She's like, you can't hate on love. And, um, and then, so overall, Doug, what did you think of the roast? What well, did you the, the Dale jokes it? weren't, weren't that great. They're like, <laughs> I, I lose, lost track of their names, but like the first guy had a couple like set up punchline jokes about Dale, but then the rest of it was all just going out of their way <laughs> to say something about Dale. And again, editing is such a big thing on both the roast and on the conversations uh, that she had with all of them where you where you say that that's all she wanted to talk about was Dale well they didn't even show they didn't even show all of the dates that night they let some guys just flap in the wind and not get any airtime yeah um so i just felt like uh i felt like when she did ask them about Dale every single one of them to a man was like i don't want to talk about that instead of just answering the question yeah would have been another way to go with it <laughs> but then but then it would have kept going like so guess, well, what else but what else said, this was exactly what was said you're right she probably just wants to talk about Dale but again every single one of them should now be registering she's into Dale so why why am i even still yeah. why am i even upset about what's going on here because the game's over because well, it's it's love and that's supposedly what they're looking for right exactly what happens when when the guys say it'll be interesting to see who she gives the rose to on this group date and she doesn't oh give it to any of oh them my God. She gives it to herself she goes That's when the guys start saying maybe we should you know kenny's like maybe we should just leave i love kenny i also love easy claire goes guys you went for dale so hard <laughs> i'd love to f-. they're like yeah well okay i'd like to finish that move on like well, i mean that was she just can't be cool she cannot be cool no. and somebody called her gossip girl which was amazing oh that cracked me up that made me laugh and she was like well, like and then afterwards kenny goes does anybody feel like she was even in the conversation they're like yeah i don't feel like then she was like are they already in a relationship and she was like well I did not get what what I needed from you guys. So I can't give out a rose. Um, I can sit there and, oh, this is when she leaves. And she says to the producers, "You, I can't sit there and have you go and dish on my fiance. Mm-hmm. That is not okay. And then she goes back to Casa Del Claire and goes, I'm going to give the rose to myself. Claire, thank you for showing up tonight. I want to thank you for being bold. And I'm saying, saying how you <laughs> feel and speaking up and living your truth. And then Kenny goes, if you want Dale and that's what's up, go be with Dale. <laughs> I loved that. If you want Dale and that's what's up, go be with Dale. I love Kenny. Yeah. Kenny for president. And then Tasha comes out like a smoke show out of the pool in a red bikini to save the day with her bazooms and her personality. Tana, you take it first. What do you want to say? We're at the end of the episode. What um, do you want to say, Tana? Well, Claire, um, go fuck yourself. Uh, uh, that was too much of like, the, the thing is like, just give My it to fiance, someone. The fiance. Yeah. Be like, here you go, Tim, whatever. I can't keep Kenny, up Kenny. How about Kenny? Oh, Kenny. Great. Thanks for help giving me some info. Like, 
just give it to anybody. Anyone. Give it to anybody. Can't even pretend. And that is the name of this game. We all know, for the most part, when you enter a room, you know who you're interested in. We know that. That's just it's just common attraction. Yes. Just pretend. It's not. That's that the name hard. of the game. That's but the name of the game. And you know what? I can't wait for Tasha. I can't. This has been fun, though. This is a fun. This is oh. a fun, like, um, overture to Tasha's season. Because soon we'll be back at opening night. Like, this is a really fun amuse bouche before like a full season. Um, Doug, what did you think of my fiance? <laughs> uh, I honestly, I feel like I didn't catch her saying that. That is like, uh, that's a pretty. <laughs> Pretty strong <laughs> statement, but you know, episode one, she said, I met the man I'm going to marry, and uh, he was clearly her favorite. So, I, just think I think it's a show finally realizing that, oh, wait a second, somebody, some people might show up here and uh, not just go through the motions so that we can have 12 episodes. I mean. I hope for her it works out. If you're a 31-year-old party city model who's been captured by a hairdresser from Sacramento, how afraid are you, Doug? How frightened are you by this? <laughs> I, 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 I hope they move to wherever he lives, for starters. Yeah. You better too. watch his step. Okay. All right, Jerry, I'm going to give you the floor now because I know you're dying to say her giving the rose to herself and the fiance and then Kenny, if you want to be with Dale, that's what's up. Take Kenny's it. the best. Kenny's a pragmatist and he sees, <laughs> he sees the writing on the wall and he gets it. Claire, anyone that uses the phrase I've done the work as much as she has needs to do more work. And and this is my message for the ladies out there. Okay. The ladies of a certain age that maybe are still single who are looking for love. I love legit. it. Claire does not represent you. She <laughs> is not a good person. She is not interesting or fun. She turns every date negative uh-huh. and she manipulates it is not her age. It is her personality. And she has a lot more work that she needs to do. Preach. She's going to lock down Taco Dale, who's going to get out <laughs> of there Dale. as soon as he's on the cover of People Magazine. He's gone, baby. Taco Dale. Okay, Paget, what do you have to say about Taco Dale and me and my fiance? Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with Jerry. Um, I, I think <laughs> he's going to run for it once he's signed on to Dancing with the Stars. They might split that ring. Oh, but they're not going to get a ring from the show. So no, you're right. They're not going to last a couple of weeks at the end of this show, but it isn't about her age. I, my husband's 12 years younger than I am. We got married when I was five. We'd been together for five years. Like it's not an, it's not her age. It's, it's her persona. It's her soul. I love mm-hmm. that for you, Paget. All right, uh, you guys. I think uh, Jerry. I think Jerry needs to acknowledge that she loves men who wear their hat backwards. <laughs> How dare you, Doug? And this hat. A- this hat can be worn forwards. I don't know if you know that. You just Jerry, love the way Dale had it on backwards. She I can't wait. For- she did. So good. She, inc- for- she totally incepted me to wear this hat backwards today. <laughs> I can't wait for Taco Jer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, have the abs for it. Okay, final thing before you guys, we got nice reviews this week. I've been thinking about last week, Anna and Katie. I'm not mean and our podcast isn't mean. 
we make jokes, but it is not for building us up. And I disagree with that email. I just want to say I've thought about that review and it does not resonate with me. I, I, I know in my heart of heart that I'm not a cruel person trying to better myself. That's what I have to say. Anna, what do you think? I agree. I really thought I about it. I was like, second thought. Yeah, that's not me. Okay, here we go. Five stars. This is the best. And by the way, we now have 820 stars. We're getting there. I want to get past the thousand. Like I want to get to like a thousand and five. You know what I mean? Like, thank you so much. We're up to 820. Five stars. This is the best by CJ in Dunkirk. While I never admit to watching The Bachelor or listening to a recap podcast, I will say that this is the greatest recap podcast ever. The mix of guests are always great and they bring the funny. And Arden is a fantastic moderator and hilarious. Do yourself a favor and subscribe and listen. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Five stars. Can I get custody of that golden when all this all this explodes by Ashley V? I just discovered this pod because I adore Rana and Brian that were guests this week. Let me say, when these three rock stars come together, I wish there was an auto save episode feature because I know I will re-listen and laugh so hard, tears run down my leg. I'm not even a Bachelor or Bachelorette fan, but I want to binge the prior seasons so that I can then binge with this pod. Here's your life plan. You're welcome in advance. One, subscribe to the pod. Two, laugh and stop living in general anxiety. Three, write five stars because hello. Four, love all of your future days and then thank me. Ashley, I give your five-star review a five-star review. That is a fantastic review. I love that you left that after one episode and you've never even watched The Bachelor. Anna, what do you think of that review? I love, I mean, welcome. Welcome to the family. Yes. Happy to have you. And listen to her. You're absolutely right. Welcome to the family. Good on. Rated a five-star review. All of it. It's like, and it is. Give up your general anxiety. Look, we're all anxious. Everybody's afraid right now. Life is freaking on fire. Let's all come together and just like in our little quarantine pod of of laughter and love because what else are we going to do? Right, Anna? We're all hanging on. We're all hanging on. What we have. Okay, let's see. Here's an email from Jerome. I haven't even read this yet, but here, but I love the, I love the title. So I think you're going to like this. Kenny, the boy band manager's other job. Okay. This has not been pre-screened. I'm reading this for the first time. Dear Arden, Tana, Katie, and wonderful guests. First, can I share what a GD delight this podcast has been to me this year? Thank you, Jerome. I discovered Arden on Insatiable, then found her again on Nick's podcast and thought she was hilarious and cute. So I followed her innocently over to this crazy town of a podcast. It is, Anna. It is. Yeah. I am from the UK and therefore find it very difficult to watch the show. So I haven't seen a single episode of The Bachelor since Colton season, but I listen to this podcast religiously every week and can often be found cackling behind my mask on the bust. Honestly, I prefer consuming The Batch this way as I'm saved the cringe and serves the joy that has made the quarantine much more bearable. So thank you all. How much do we love people like, I mean, it's the, we shout out to all of our fans that do not watch the show. Can yeah. I just say? <laughs> I'm glad they enjoy it regardless. Um, also, I wanted to share something that I learned about our beloved Kenny from this season of The Batch one night while I was deep diving on the internet, which I can't believe no one is talking about. Since I can't watch the show, I often Google the contestants so I can at least get a visual for who you guys are discussing and you wouldn't believe what I stumbled upon, or perhaps it's better to say stumbled over during my insomnia one night. It was the incredibly stylized, carefully placed, and well-groomed 
black and white penises of one of the Bachelorette contestants artfully displayed between what looked like page five and seven of a pretentious fashion magazine. That's right. Apparently, before he was telling Justin Timberlake what time to be downstairs in the hotel lobby, our young future boy band cover band manager was a model and not just any kind of model, a nude model. And it doesn't seem like a one-time thing, but more like his specialty. There was a plethora of pictures available of this particular gay blog with young Kenny's little batch on display in a variety of spread eagle poses. Google if you dare on a private tab, of course. Now I have to say I'm as body positive as the next guy and I have no intention of shaming the man for making a living for what that's worth. It just looked like that I'd probably, if I look like that, I'd probably do the same. Thought you might enjoy knowing that our man Kenny, and if you dare to look at a sneak peek into what Claire or Tasha might be enjoying in a few weeks in the fantasy suites. Wow. <laughs> wow. I got to look that up later. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. Look that up. Wink, 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 wink. Late night. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on. What is it? Um, the uh on chrome you can do uh the private viewing yes what is it called uh oh here we go uh incognito tabs you'll be seeing me later tonight yes all right here's our final email and then and then tana has to drive to oregon this is called this is from shyler turin and the and the uh subject is dale connection also haven't read this yet this just came in three minutes ago hello beautiful soul friends i've been meaning to send this email for a few weeks now but keep getting lost in a covid haze of doing nothing with my life i hear you sister my partner actually knows dale my partner's brother and dale were roommates in new york city last summer all they've ever told me about dale is that yes he's super hot and he knows it i mean the guy owns a mirror so no surprise there and that he is as simple and as boring as he comes across on tv my favorite Dale story is that he would set an alarm for crazy early, like 4.30 a.m., so he could post a workout selfie that was actually an old photo and show the world how committed he was to that fit life. Then he would go back to bed and sleep late. Honestly, I respect the hustle. Wow. That is so exciting. And she attached a really cute photo of her rescue puppies for Katie. She has two rescue pups that are so cute, Katie. I'm going to forward them to you. Um. Dude, I love that he gets up to look like he's working out early, but he's not. And then he goes back to bed. That is hilarious. And that is (laughs) inspired in a way. Like, I didn't do that. I like that he's nice. He's just like a cipher. Like, there's just no there that he's sweet as can be. Katie, did you get the dog photos? Aren't they so cute? They are so cute. They look like little like border collie mixes. Oh my god! They are what so cuties. Cute. You guys. All right, let's go do tweet of the week. These were great emails. We love our emails. Thank you. You guys, will you stay for tweet of the week? And before we get to that, here's our prediction. As quick as you can, because I don't want to waste your time. What do you think is? going to happen next week when he says this isn't going to end well for you. When Chris Harrison says it, because we know she's leaving with you. When he says this isn't going to end well for anybody, in particular you, to Claire, what does he mean by that, Doug? I think he's being a unnecessarily threatening presence. Like, why is that so, why is he so heavy about that? Like, is ABC going to sue her for everything she owns? Right. Oh, that's (laughs) an interesting point. Padgett, what do you think he means by this isn't going to end well for you? 
I, I think I think it's a soundbite that that they were prepared to use for the rest of the season and leading up to it. Because when he says, uh, "Congratulations, you blew up the Bachelor, the Bachelorette," he's not on camera. That was a line they put in later in post. And I'm sure it's also like, "Yeah, you found your guy and you left on episode four, Anna." I just think him. He's just gonna be like, "You're gonna get a lot of backlash." Like we're giving yeah. her, like you're acting a fool, and people are gonna point it out. So get get ready for your mentions to be destroyed. Right. Okay. 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 And final question before we do tweet of the week: Do you think they're bringing in some more new guys? And how many of these guys? Because we saw some guys zipping their suitcases. Or do you think it's just Dale zipping the suitcases? Like, do we think all the guys are gonna stay? Do you think there's new guys? Paget. I think the guys are going to stay. I think that's only Dale. Okay. Okay. So do you think they're going to bring back guys that were already cut? No. Like Yosef? No way. Not Yosef, but but the opening night guys. If Tasha, no. No. I don't think they have time for re-quarantining, but they do have backup people that have been quarantined the entire time in case they need people. Yes. In case people got sick or something. I like this. Okay. So Doug's bet is... Backup quarantining people, they might bring in a couple new people and and the rest are going to stay. And maybe they have the option to leave if they want. I would love anybody. Anybody who leaves is my hero if they just leave at that point. That that means they really were there for love with Claire. (laughs) (laughs) I bet bet they get new guys. I bet they give Tasha her limo moment with some new guys. You think that she's going to get her stand up front and some guys are going to roll out in like a bubble and be like, I think they have to. I think they have to give her that moment of like here nice to meet you my name is jerry i'll be inside waiting for you because you're yeah. amazing they'll okay. do that they'll do that. that that makes sense no right. i think they'll definitely do that the question is are there going to be new guys or are any of the guys i bet be? new i bet some new some new just some a new some old okay this is exciting you guys everyone is so on fire there are so many tweets so here's how it works down. I'm going to read about eight or nine tweets. We're going to narrow it down to two. And then we pick the number one tweet of the week. Okay. Man, this was a fiery episode. Fiery. Oh my God. It was, it was a fiery episode. Fiery. Okay. Here's Too long on Zoom. This is, it hurts. I know it hurts. Here we go. <laughs> this is from Jeremy Kanapa at JC Kanops. Yosef's poor driver had to hear him scream, make the bachelorette great again, all the way to the airport. <laughs> Napa. <laughs> Napa. Um, Napa. Okay. Uh, Chaz at Thorium underscore dragon says, Claire really wants Dale to sit on her face, but she had to settle for his pants. <laughs> um, this is from Rebecca Feeney at Feeney. Wait, is Yosef a Nexium? Because this feels like a Keith Rainier speech. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's trying to break her down and rebuild her as Yosef's perfect older woman. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so here we go. Um uh, this is from Jeremy Conopa at JC Conops. Don't fuck with Jason after Claire ripped open his soul last week and burned her dress to solidify it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chaz at Thorium underscore dragon suitcase PA is back at the bungalow, picking up a whole group date worth of luggage. <laughs> oh man. That's good. All she wants is just fucking Dale. Yeah. Um, uh, 
this is from Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. For the record, the guys aren't appeasing Claire. Claire is appeasing the guys, making th- them think they have a shot when Taco Dale is there. <laughs> Truth. That's just true. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, this is from Airwreck at Airwrecka. Technical question. Did Deanna quarantine for 14 days just to smell Dale's pants? (laughs) 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 Um, And then final one. This is from Casey at Joey underscore division. Zach during pedicure date. Should I wear a sandal? Claire, did you say Sandale? (laughs) 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 All right. I'm going to do the last two, I think. Okay. Okay, So we have Casey at joy underscore division. Zach during pedicure date. Should I wear a sandal? Claire, did you say Sandale? Or uh, Erreka at Erreka? Technical question. Did Deanna quarantine for 14 days just to smell Dale's pants? I'm going to go with Dale's pants. Um, okay, let's see. Doug, do you want Dale's pants or Sandale? Uh, you know, the second one, it's a clever, you know, clever uh, use of the name Dale, but uh, the pants thing is just funnier, <laughs> funnier to me. Okay, Jerry, do you want uh, Deanna quarantining for 14 days just to smell Dale's pants or Sandale? Yeah, I'm going pants. Pants pops. Pants pops. Paget. Pants, pants. Katie. Sorry, pants. Okay, and wow, Tana. Claire would have walked out after that hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> Katie and Tana. Um, I'm going to go with Sandale. That really made me laugh. Okay, great. So we've got five people. The winner of Tweet of the Week is Erica at Erica. Technical question to Deanna Quarantine for 14 days just to smell Dale's pants. Um, if you want to participate, you can tag us at um, on Twitter at Arda Marine, M-Y-R-I-N, and at Anna Hosney, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, and do hashtag W-Y-A-T-R. Do it before 1 a.m. on uh, Tuesday nights to be in the running Pacific time. And uh, you can email us, rosepodcast at gmail.com. Doug Benson, where can people find you? What do you have to promote, my friend? Oh, just, you know, come to my Twitter if you want uh, constant retweets of uh, political stuff. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, It's at Doug Benson. And then um, on Saturday, November 7th, I'm doing a stand-up show uh, in the afternoon on the internet and you just go to uh, rushticks.com. And I've done a bunch of episodes of Doug's podcast, Doug Loves Movies, and they're so fun. I would say one that really, really made me laugh, a good place to start. There was a live one we did at San Francisco Sketch Fest with uh, Rob uh, Cordry and Jonah Ray. That was so funny this year. It was in January, at the end of January, February. That's a good one to check out. But I also have done a whole bunch of them, and it's a great podcast. He always has great guests. It's super fun. Paget Brewster, what do you have to promote? Uh, uh, the, uh, thrilling adventure hour is doing a Halloween show. Uh, I, you have to type in on your Google where to buy tickets. I don't know. It's, uh, on Halloween night, 5 PM Eastern time, 8 PM. Wait, 5 PM Pacific. Pacific. Thank you. 8 PM Eastern. 
Um, and I don't really go on Twitter that much. So. If you guys have never heard Padgett on Thrilling Adventure Hour, she's incredible. It's so fun. It's like an old-fashioned radio play, and she plays this wonderful drunk, like the thin man named Sadie, and her husband is played by Paul F. Tompkins. It's always such a joy. Uh, uh, Jerry Trainer, where can people find you? I'm at Jerry Trainer on Twitter and Instagram, and I would like to remind everybody to vote if this is coming yes. out before the election. Yes, you know and what? Anyone, and anyone that thinks they missed the mail-in deadline, you can walk your mail-in ballot, yeah. mask up, walk it in, yes. deliver it. it That's really, what we did. Just That's show what we up, did. just show up and vote. Like even Show up, bring it. Like- just do it. It hand it off more than ever. Just like it actually means it makes such a difference. Like this is the year to go do it. Katie, Anna, what would you like to promote? Yeah, I'm just at Anna Hosni and yeah, vote. Yeah, you can bring your mail-in ballot and drop it off or put it in the ballot boxes. Do not mail it, like physically mail it. It is too late. They will it would not make it there. The USPS is fucked okay and make sure you vote your whole ballot like get some get some voter guides and wrote because a lot of the things that affect you the most are the local things so vote all the way down the ticket because that's the stuff that day-to-day will really affect you too katie but make sure to look up what your individual state rules are for if you want to come in and vote if there's drop boxes i've been doing texting and calling for different states and there are different laws for each state so just look it up see how you vote you most places you can drop your absentee ballot right at the polling place. A lot of them have have boxes, but yeah, don't don't mail it. Bring it in, or you can um you can uh, give it to them there and then vote in person as well. So just look it up for your individual state. Oh, also two other things: try and make your signature match your photo ID as much as possible because we don't know what some of these places are going to try and pull. And if you go in person, do not wear any clothing that implies who you're going to vote for because they can turn you away if it says like, fuck Trump or like, yeah, you know, just don't don't put in. Don't wear Just wear, you know, your normal. Yeah, you can't even wear a Biden button. You can't do anything like that. Yeah, so, yeah. You can't do anything. Um, OK. All right. Um, you can find me on. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Arda Marine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N. Little Miss Little Compton, it's a great read. It you is. Can, and you can still get it custom signed if you order through Skylight Books, or you can get the tote through ArdaMarineBook.com. And if you send the receipt um, to Rose Podcast to Gmail, I'm still doing giveaways. A person who won a shirt today, Brittany Johnson, you won. Email us at Rose Podcast. Tell us what size you want and where I should send it to. And I will send you a t-shirt, honey. You guys, what a tr- can I just say, rookie of the year, rookie of the season, secretary of state, what a passionate episode of an important, I feel like we just had um, like a Bill Maher episode. <laughs> I feel yeah. like we just This was like, cathartic. This was cathartic. Do you, do you, is yeah. there anything that anybody didn't get to say before we leave? Do you feel that you got it all well, out? I question. Yes, Doug. Is there a new episode of The Bachelorette on election night? No, oh, here's a not. great question. There isn't. No, okay, but they are airing one next week. They're airing it Thursday night. Next Thursday is when the the Tasha pool shot is happening. So we will be recording on Friday and it'll come out on Saturday. So they, we didn't think they were going to give us one next week, but they are. So it will air Thursday night. So Thursday night is when I need to put on my size 46s. Yes. Put on your size 46s because Boner Town is coming because here comes Tasha. I'm so excited. Guys, stay safe. Wear a mask. Vote, vote, vote. Okay. Bye. 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 Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. 
feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Will you accept this rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know what happened next. To find out, listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.